0: was a bit before christmas and all through the land children gathered round podcast with mittens in hand the foot lady's stockings were thrown in the fire for stockings were something she did not desire
1: what movie was chosen
0: santa asked with a grin
1: i just can't wait until matt's turn to spin
0: the shanley was seated and barely awake while the boys finished eating their free podcast cake the listeners all joyfully oh, let out a squeal yeah. for at last it is time for the what's this called do even
2: have a name? Hey everybody, welcome to our holiday special version of the weekly Watch Wheel, where normally we'll
3: watch, watch
2: a movie. movie. My name is Matt, and I'm here with my good friend Jimmy. Jimmy, how are you doing today?
1: I'm still caught up. Did you say our holiday special version?
2: Yeah. What the hell does that mean? It means it's going to be sacrificed. Who? The Virgin. Which one of us is that? Only time will tell. Jeez, I'm not looking forward to finding out. No, not at all. How are you doing today, Jimmy? I'm okay. Season's greetings.
3: Mm-hmm. Peace.
2: Tis the season to be jolly. What the hell was that? That's what Sinbad says. Try to keep up. Oh gosh, that's so last week. It was two weeks ago, I think what? Last week Was it? Yeah Jeez Time she flies Jeez Time she flies
1: Well, I'm looking at a decorated Christmas tree that's in our studio Ooh. Slash living room
2: So that's pretty neat It really sucks that we had to build our living room in our studio
1: <laughs> I know, like It's really terrible Jeez. But somewhere we gotta live
2: That's true And that's fair Mm.
1: so yeah i guess i'm cool i'm chilling
2: you look cool you look like you're chilling you're very relaxed
1: i've been wearing these pajama pants for at least the month of december
2: good for you they look great are they bumbles yeah bumbles bounce Mmm. and they do when jimmy wears it am i right when Ew. he's doing his shake master dance
0: what's a bumble
2: uh, I'll show you after the podcast. (laughs) That's what Yukon Cornelius from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, that's what he calls Abominable Snowmen. Yeah.
1: Mm. He's the bearded guy, him and the gay dentist, and uh, (laughs) Rudolph are looking for, like, Santa or something. They're looking for a home. They go to the Misfit Toy Island. Mm Mm-hmm. Have you, are you not familiar
0: with this one? No, I really I know like a lot of people watch the like
2: the FHE claymation things.
0: Yeah, like the, I know those are supposed to be like classic, but for me, I remember seeing them like as commercials and stuff on TV. Like, oh, that's going to be playing, but I never actually just watched them. Were like, they always on, on like ABC
1: like, Family's 25 you, Days Matt, of Christmas? You gotta just go, you gotta take the, the conversation. I gotta take the
2: conversation. You, you, you gotta. Yeah. Shula, shula, shula. <laughs> okay. We both went there That was really good
0: <laughs> Of course you guys both went there
2: well, That's uh, for a liar liar, uh, for, liar, those liar for those who are uh, Taking notes, Taking at, notes home. at home <laughs> It's not just us here Jimmy It's not No who else is here Big Dink How you doing Dink Your boy young Dink I really want to dress up Dink like Max from How the Grinch Stole Christmas Yes do you think that Dink has like a
1: Cholo accent?
2: Yeah. Me too.
0: <laughs> I don't you can think hear
2: it that... when he barks. He rolls yeah. his R's. <laughs> rough. <laughs> but other than Dink. He's like, rough, rough, fool. <laughs> Holmes. <laughs> other than Dink, there's another human being here who is an adult. It's Shanley. Oh, hey, hey! yeah.
1: She is here. Is she the virgin? Well,
0: we'll see.
2: Get away, Shanley. We're going to sacrifice you. <laughs> how are you doing today, Shanley?
0: All right. I um, got a nap in, so yeah. we'll see how long that Once lasts. Shanley
2: gets a nap in, things start to happen. That was good. Yeah. I should rap. You should be rapping. Oh. oh. How was your nap?
0: It was Okay. Um. I was trying
2: to say something about the foot lady flapping, but <laughs> we've moved on. But you fed it in there anyway. I know, but it didn't. You footed in there.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Why was your nap not? You gotta the put person. it in
1: where you footed in. Ugh. <laughs> I'm done. Are <laughs> <Okay, laughs> you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, we should cut all this because I don't think this is actually fun for anyone.
2: I yeah I cut a lot yeah. of this stuff from okay, the good. opening yeah That's don't good. don't you worry, <laughs> <laughs> Shanley why was your nap not the greatest nap of all time?
0: Um, having a newborn, I feel like I'm stuck in a time trap. Of
2: mm. I have no
0: idea what day or like day of the month, day of the week, hour it is mm-hmm.
1: hour of the month
0: <laughs> hour of the month <laughs> yes um. So I sleep because I you know, I need that. I feel like I don't get enjoyment out of it anymore.
2: Yeah, yeah. Are you like constantly alert too while you're sleeping? No. (laughs) (laughs) I can say for sure she's not.
1: She's remarkably out when she's asleep.
0: I feel like when I I first had him, I feel like I was kind of like a very like light sleeper, and I think I have shifted back into being a heavy sleeper again. Heavier. So I could sleep through the cries.
2: Smart. That's it's how frustrating
1: when I try to go to bed and he starts making noises and I just stare at Shanley and just like, How? How are you sleeping right now? Like, this is messed up. But also, to be fair, I think I'm the same way. Because okay. when we switch spots, I sleep and Shanley takes care of him. And. I don't think I wake up at all. And he's definitely not quiet the whole time.
0: So. Oh, he's definitely not.
1: Yeah. So it's pretty cool. I feel like your you, body just instinctively learns to ignore the cries <laughs> the of your
2: child. That's yeah. great. The human <laughs> body is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I sleep through almost all of it. That's, yeah. It's I impressive. haven't been helping at all. And I feel guilty mm-hmm. about that. No, you don't. No, I don't. I. My kids are grown. I'm past this phase. They're not grown. They're five and seven. They're, they're about no to get jobs
1: soon. Oh,
2: please, please. Your and daughter's going to be
1: a barista? She's
2: not going to be a barista. Yeah. Does somebody want to ask me how I'm doing? How, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm having a spiked eggnog.
3: Ooh. Oh, in, that's so on honor, theme.
2: In honor of the fact that I spun spiked eggnog. I was telling Jimmy that I was going to do this. Yes. However... It bothers me that it did not have spiked eggnog on the episode that was entitled spike eggnog. You're entitled. <laughs>
0: that would bother me. It bothers well, me. I think you need to have two spiked eggnogs now to make up for it.
2: Mm, that's probably not a good idea. Vomit mm. eggnog all over the place. It's Egg the vomit.
1: best place to do it. On pod? Ugh, stop saying things like that.
3: What?
2: I think you should vomit in the apartment. The apartment? Oh, yeah. Mm. (laughs) Anyway, this is the Weekly Watch Wheel Holiday Special. I was the spinner this week, and I spun our Wheel O categories, and uh, I got Spiked Eggnog. And Spiked Eggnog is a category that's aimed at kind of like grown-up humor. And I chose the movie The Night Before. I forgot what year that movie came out. In 2015? 2015 Let's have a look. It is 2015. Nice. Which is the year before 2016. What? No way. Yeah. It's true. That's a crazy coincidence. It is. It is. Anyway, so I had never seen this movie had have any of you guys seen it prior to no. watching
0: No. No, first time.
2: Okay, well we've all seen it twice now. <laughs> It was a lot of fun. And uh, just initial responses. Jimmy, how did you feel about this movie overhaul? It was good. liked it, huh?
1: I think uh, I liked it more the first time, for sure. Okay. I think that the surprise of a lot of it and the surprise at how much fun I was having definitely brought more
2: to the experience. Okay. Because it's kind of like a where's this night going to go.
1: Well, yes, that too. But also just like, yeah, I I don't know. I feel like it's really fast paced and it's pretty fun. And so just like being caught up in the moment, like it was hard to like not be sucked in to the story the Uh first time. Yeah. The second time I was kind of a little more like distracted, I guess. I felt like, all right, like it, it feels like it's not a every year movie for me. But maybe, like, every couple years I'll watch this. Sure. I don't know. By next Christmas, I might feel differently, but I, it definitely is good. I definitely want to watch it again. I'm shocked that I haven't heard more about it. Yeah. But also, it's not a
2: elite Christmas movie for me yet, I don't think. Okay. Could a movie of this genre be a, an annual movie for you? For sure. Yeah, Yeah. It doesn't have to be like wholesome family To be something that you play every year No. Is that why you play uh, strip tease Every year on Christmas I want to yes and you But I don't know what you're
1: talking about Okay sure Never heard of that
2: Mm. Alright
1: I imagine there's some teasing Mm -hmm. Is it about Rudolph
2: During the reindeer games
1: Yeah is it like they tease him And then they make him take his underwear off
2: it's like a sad movie. It sounds sad. Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. I, thought I would not watch that every year. Well, that was a test, and you passed. Okay, good. You should not watch that every year.
1: Bullying isn't cool, y'all.
2: Whoa, what is cool? Being bullied.
1: <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> so my parents always told me
2: <laughs> they pick on you because you're cool. <laughs> Shanley, what was your initial responses to this movie?
0: Um, So I had one friend who repeatedly told me. Hey, you
2: have two friends right here.
0: That's Mm. true.
2: And we'll always be here. (laughs) (laughs) Aw,
0: thanks, guys.
2: For me, it's contractual. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. For me, I'm leeching on your guys' familial wealth. Anyway, your specific one friend.
0: I have one friend who told me multiple times I had to watch this movie. It was really funny. And I just was like, yeah, yeah, totally. And, like, never really found myself in the mood to watch it. Sure. That, and then also, like, like Jimmy, I had not really heard of this movie. Like, I remember seeing the previews when it came out, and then, like, yeah. felt like no one talked about it ever. So just kind of like, yeah, mm. I feel like it's probably one of those movies where all the funny p- parts were in the previews. and Yeah. Or, I don't know. I feel like there's also movies that, like, People will say, "Oh my God, that was so funny!" and like kind of hype it up, and then you watch it, and you're like, "That was not that funny or enjoyable." Got it. For like, so for me, um Napoleon Dynamite fits in that category. Oh okay. Where I waited so long to watch it that I feel like everyone had such like a great response to it that by the time I finally watched it, I was just really underwhelmed. So I was kind of expecting it to be that kind of a movie, and I was pleasantly surprised that. It was funny and I feel like there's a a lot there was enough going on to keep us interested. Sure. While also not being just a crazy, ridiculous all over the place movie. Right. Which it kinda was, but you know. Yeah. Not as much as I expected. Good. Yeah.
2: I think you kinda need that a little bit if if it's gonna be funny and unpredictable. It has to kinda meander and bump around all all over the place a little bit.
0: Yeah, for sure.
2: That's good. Yeah, I I felt mostly the same. This is actually a movie that I really wanted to see for a while. It's just not the kind of movie that I normally watch. And so I think I said during the selection episode I wanted to really make good on choosing a movie in the Spiked Eggnog category and pick something that I've been wanting to watch. And so I'm really glad I did because it was funny. And what was surprising to me, it actually has a solid bit of heart in it. It it really does carry the... uh, the Christmas movie feel to it. There's some warm toasties in it a little bit. Yeah, for and that sure. And was, that was a pleasant surprise. Uh, before we jump into it any further, I should give my summary. Okay, so there are three friends.
0: Hey, we're three friends. Oh, my
2: what? God. It's about us. <laughs> yeah, so there are three friends, and it is Ethan, Isaac, and Chris. Chris Rob. Chris Rob, and what happened to peace? Hmm. What? Peace. Peace. Hmm.
1: He says that all the time in the movie. Peace or what happened? What to happened to peace? peace? It's wow. just like catchphrase. I didn't know that. I <laughs> think it's because like, he's wondering like, why don't people say that anymore? Like, it's like kind of making fun of it or like calling attention. Like, Oh, I know this is outdated, but like
2: peace. Not sick. kind of. Yeah.
1: Okay. Sorry. I thought that you would just roll with that. I didn't realize you didn't catch that. In I the didn't movie. catch
2: it, but I hate he it. He says it all the time. Yeah. I didn't I'm not catch a huge fan of Anthony Mackie.
1: What? Cause he's black.
2: No. Why? Why do you automatically go there?
1: You say a lot of.
2: <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so Falcon, Robin, and the green Hornet, three non-superpowered ah. crime fighters named after flying creatures. They, uh, wow. I did not <laughs> even
0: think of that. It's, That's cool. It is
2: true. Uh, they grew up together. They went to high school together, and sometime I think, like around college, Ethan's parents were uh, killed in a like a drunk driving accident. His parents weren't drunk, but a drunk driver smashed into them. I think and they, they were died.
1: shot in Crime Alley, coming out of an opera house.
2: <laughs> I think that's a different movie, but you, you're you're on the right track. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this happened right around Christmas, and so his two friends, Isaac and Chris, said, "Hey." we're going to be your Christmas family. We'll be your family from now on. And every year on Christmas Eve, we'll go out and we'll just party and have a great time. And so they've been doing this, I think for 13 years. And because Isaac is going to be, that's Seth Rogen's character, Isaac, he's going to be having a baby with his wife and Chris, who's Anthony Mackie. He's a professional football player and his career is really taking off. They've decided this is the last year they can do it. Because their lives are moving on, but Ethan is very much stuck in the past. Now, an important point yeah. of, the, yeah, <laughs> an important part of the movie is that one of their early Christmas eves, they saw some people coming out of a. It was the first one. It was the first one. Yeah, they saw people coming into the bar after leaving a party, and they were just having the time of their lives. And they realized they asked them, "What party were you at?" They said, "It's called the Nutcracker Ball, and it's crazy." So every year they try to go, but it's extremely exclusive. But this year, Ethan is working in a coat checking place, and he happens to see a coat that has not won, not do, but Troy's. Good pronunciation, right? Troy's. Okay. <laughs> Trois. Trois, excuse me. Tickets uh, for the Nutcracker Ball. And he and his two other buddies are going to attend the ball, and craziness ensues. Any anything I left out of the uh, summary?
0: No, I think that was good.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a breakup I
2: mean, recovery involved. Too.
1: I mean, yeah. If if you're giving like the lead in, then that's mm-hmm. most of it, you know. If you're giving a summary or a synopsis, I don't know the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there's other things that happen,
2: but that's fine. we'll okay. get to it. We'll we'll pick them up. We'll pick it up. Pick em up. Pick them up. Pick them up. Pick them up. So. I was thinking... This is a very character-driven movie. It's about all of their stories of where they are in their lives. So maybe it would be good to just do one of the three best friends that anyone could ever have uh, at a time. Sounds good. good. So let's start with Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character, Ethan. Ethan's deal is, um, like I said before, his life is kind of frozen in time, but also... Recently, three months prior to the movie beginning, he had a pretty rough breakup. And the breakup happened because he wasn't ready to take the relationship to the next level, specifically to meet his girlfriend's parents. And so he is a very stunted adult, I guess, but especially because of this breakup. And he's played by a very angry little Joseph Gordon-Levitt.
0: Would you call him an angry little elf? He,
2: oh, <laughs> nicely done. He was an angry little elf. And he beats up Jason Mendoza for calling him an elf. He
0: well, tries to. I think he gets more beaten up. We he gets beaten zone. up by the other guy. Oh.
1: But he drops Manzoukas pretty quick. That was fun.
2: That was fun. So... I think a lot of this episode is just going to be me reading quotes off of my notes. I'm going to try to not do that, but that's really good because he's at this point, he feels abandoned by his friends and he's fighting these two guys dressed up like Santas. And they say to him, I have a feel like this is about something other than what we talked about. And he says, it is about this and only this, nothing else. And it's very funny. He's a, he is an angry little elf.
1: Yeah. Well, so not only that, they do call him an angry elf then. Which I think stings for him because in the opening of the movie, uh, it's the current Christmas and he is working as like a host and a server at like a holiday party where yeah. he's dressed as an elf. Yeah. And uh, is it and Randall, Randall Park, Park yells boss. at him <laughs> yeah. for not having his elf face, yeah. which was shockingly good. Did you guys were you impressed by that? Joseph Gordon-Levitt doing his elf face. I mean, I was he, looked, by it. he looked exactly like uh, Elf. <laughs> it, was, it, it was shocking. It was creepy. But very... I was
2: impressed both he times. He has a more rubbery face than expected.
1: It I mean, just the fact that he could make that, like... I can't even try it. Just, it was crazy. It was but, very funny, though. Yes. It's good. It's good stuff.
2: So they, they all meet for the... Before their outing, they all meet at Isaac's house, Seth Rogen's house, uh, that's kind of their launch off point. And by the time that Joseph Gordon-Levitt gets there at like four in the afternoon, he says he's already drunk and he's, he's like just like uh, playing piano with the kids and he's wasted. Mm. It's very funny. And he's like slamming onto the keyboard.
1: Yes. And then one of my favorite parts happens. One, one thing I really liked about this experience is the place that I'm at in my life fits more with what's going on with them. I think had I watched this in 2015, when I was still applying to a college and like my friends were all kind of still hanging out and Play playing Nintendo. Nintendo. Um, it, like we all still lived in the same city that yeah. we grew up in. And like a lot of my other friends did, I feel like it just didn't, it wouldn't have related to me as much. I would have laughed at some of the jokes, but now being older and seeing like how it does get more difficult to kind of like making time for fun stuff with your friends and having like stuff like these kinds of things that felt important when you were younger, keeping them going as a uh, more of a challenge. Yeah. Um, I really felt like I connected with Joseph Gordon Levitt being like really sad and upset that his friends are kind of abandoning him uh-huh. for like these new things in their life. And also like Seth Rogen being frustrated that like, he just wants to like have his friends appreciate that they're having fun one last time. Yeah. And like kind of enjoy the night instead of getting serious about other stuff, you know? So I, right. I, I feel like seeing Joseph Gordon Levitt show up there already drunk and just like trying <laughs> to like make the night fun. I was like, yeah, and I'm like really feeling that it was, it was surprising. I didn't expect to be this early in the movie. and to already be like connected with, his emotional state. Right. Do you guys feel that at all?
0: Yeah. I feel like I get what you're saying. I feel like recent years, it's really hit how um, difficult it is trying to get our schedules to align with other people and family and, you know, trying to be an adult.
2: Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I, I felt like Ethan for the whole movie. I got married really young, had kids really young. And then at this phase, you know, I've gone through a really, really difficult separation. I feel like stunted and like trying to catch up with folks. And so I just kind of uh like, I related a lot to his character. And I was, um, I was enjoying the fact that he is kind of like, just trying to keep his head above water and to enjoy himself with like the few people in the world that he can stand. And I was just like, hi, oh, I relate to that. I, I get, I get what that feels like. Yeah. He he was really good in it. I really appreciated it. Mm-hmm. I you know I I want to abandon going through the characters because you know the movie is really about the way the night unfolds and so maybe it's better to kind of just go through.
1: I agree. Yeah. Okay. So
2: so they're doing a pub crawl basically and wanting to finish the night at the Nutcracker Ball. So they're going from place to place to place. So maybe instead of going through the characters, we'll go. One place at a time. Does that sound good? I like that. Okay, so we're, we're starting at Isaac's house then. And we, we talk about JGL shows up drunk. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, does somebody want to take uh, take the lead on where what Isaac's experience is? Well, for this? So I
1: think we can knock out uh, Chris's experience pretty quickly. He doesn't have much of a presence there except when JGL shows up. Betsy, Jillian Bell is pregnant that's Seth Rogen's character's wife right yeah so Isaac's wife Betsy is pregnant Ethan Joseph Gordon-Levitt shows up and is like wow you're huge (laughs) and she's like okay like thank you not how you're supposed to talk to pregnant women or something like that yeah and then he backpedals on it. And I thought that was hilarious.
2: I was actually talking to the baby. Yeah. The baby's, like, the baby's huge.
1: huge. I don't and even I, know how <laughs> it could fit into your, your tiny, tiny fit body. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> like, super hilarious. And so then um, Chris Robb, who's the, like football player, smooth friend. He comes walking in and he's like, oh, my God, like you're tiny. Like I can barely tell you're pregnant. It's amazing. Like. Yeah. and like is way more casual and like
2: comfortable with it i think she even says that's how you talk to yeah uh, i thought that was pretty <laughs> hilarious
0: can i just say as a recently pregnant woman i mm-hmm. don't share that kind of view i would have rathered someone like oh my god you look so large right now
1: <laughs> yeah i feel like it's it is interesting like i'm not a woman so i can't understand how that feels but like I would appreciate being told, oh, there's a noticeable difference between how you normally look and how you look now. That makes more sense to me than being like, I couldn't even tell. Like, really? You think I look like this all the time? Screw you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense to me.
0: I mean, I could easily see if my emotions or hormones are different being, like, super offended by that. But also, at least in my experience, the whole time everyone kind of dancing around so, yeah. oh what we didn't even notice that your belly is huge it was like kind of uncomfortable for me
2: yeah well for me as a as a man with the proportions of a pregnant woman with <laughs> a large gut i would prefer to people say hey i didn't even know that you were in my case fat until i saw you from the side <laughs> so that that would be good
1: yeah all right um <laughs> So, anyway, so so Chris comes in, he says that, and that's pretty much all he does. Well, they, um, except, he does also say, were you about to talk about the sweaters?
2: No, I don't think the sweaters come up until they're in the limo.
1: No, they come up right, oh. Yeah. I think they come up right then. Do At they? least it correlates, if it doesn't okay. hand it to them then. Because he walks in, and he says, uh, what's you up, everybody? Right. Merry Christmas, blessed Kwanzaa. And then he sees Seth Rogen and he goes, up, oh, happy Hanukkah. <laughs> um, he has like a very charismatic, charming entrance. Yeah. And so that coupled with then immediately saying what Betsy would prefer someone to say to her about her appearance was like pretty much encapsulating his whole character as just like a yeah. pretty like charismatic, pleasant guy, but not much like uniqueness about him. Just
2: yeah. That, yeah, well, th- there are a few comments around the house about how he is, uh, he's been having an amazing season, mm-hmm. and um, they they kind of commented on his physique, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm on a new diet. It's keto. And he's like, you should see me when I'm naked. I'm chiseled. And they're like, oh, okay, that must be what it is. And I, does Seth Rogen say, like, oh, I'd
1: like to see that or something? <laughs> something like that. I yeah. feel like he says something slightly, <laughs> like, homoerotic yeah, in response to that. But, yeah, so then we get to Seth Rogen, and Seth Rogen is going out. He's told his wife that this is the last year because she's pregnant. And she's saying, like, he's been so solid that he's, like, he's her rock. He's her Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson. And so to thank him for that, she gives him a box filled with all kinds of drugs. Yeah. That she attempts for him to enjoy that
2: evening. And it goes full Pulp Fiction every time they open that box. It glows from the inside. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: but yeah it has like cocaine ecstasy mushrooms a joint and uh some other stuff and that was something that i was like oh man like that's crazy like i participated in a lot of those kinds of activities growing up okay and i feel like i'm entering the time in my life where it's like i could
3: see
2: almost that being like a thing like you want me to get you a box of drugs
1: i do for christmas and i want it to glow when i open it
2: that's a tall order I don't know if I could do the glowing.
1: So yeah, so that's what his night is.
2: Right. So either either when they, they get into the limousine or before they leave the house, they all get sweaters. And uh, so I think I could, that's
1: part of the tradition. Yeah, is... it,
2: every year they have knitted Christmas sweaters. Yeah. Seth Rogen's is just an extremely hanukkah blue and white multiple stars of david all over i think her.
1: it has like menorahs in like the stripe <laughs> oh, yeah, patterns yeah, that's right. and then
2: a giant star of david that's like great. in the middle of it yeah and uh chris has black santa mm-hmm. and i think it says ho 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 on it what what does ethan have his is just like a generic
0: yeah generic christmas which
2: is so in the flashbacks he has an incredibly cool knit woo wear like Wu Tang Clan mm-hmm. sweater, it's black and yellow, and it's it's incredible. But that that's not what he's wearing at present. It's just like a plain red one, lame. But they will be traveling the night in the Red Bull limousine.
1: Yeah, so they go outside, and Chris is like now sponsored with <laughs> <He's> by <laughs> Red Bull.
0: But it's not just a limo; it's like a Hummer limo.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> something like that. Yeah,
1: and. uh, the driver was remarkable. I enjoyed him.
2: Who was he, Shanley?
0: Nathan for you.
1: Yep. <laughs> Nathan for you playing Joshua, the Red Bull
2: driver. Yeah. He's 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 I think he's like keeps shocking them. <laughs> <starting>. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's eavesdropping on a lot of their stuff <laughs> and is very funny.
2: When when they first get into the car, Chris <laughs> Chris is showing like all of the different liquor he has and he goes, and we got red bull and he's he's recording it so he can post it like to his story or something yeah, his
1: social media game is <laughs> sick
2: yeah <laughs> and chris says something that i will say from now on probably when i post this podcast he goes and internet And <laughs> <laughs> no sooner does he hit the button the internet button that the the driver window screen comes all the way down and joshua the driver played by mm-hmm. nathan for you goes nice post I just watched your video like like, as soon as he posted it and while they're driving (laughs) it's
1: really good Yeah, I think that we should try to talk about how we relate to the different aspects of it because at least for me that was the most drawing thing about the movie and I feel like it's the most information we can provide that the listener doesn't already have if they've seen this movie you got it do you guys like Red Bull? no
0: no, I try to stay away from energy drinks. I
1: don't like Red Bull really. I mean, I don't like energy drinks really. But if I do, I definitely don't get a Red Bull. And I wonder why that is. Like, I feel like they are still, to me, kind of like the energy drink brand. Yeah. Like they're the Coca Cola of energy yeah. drinks. Right. But I think almost everyone gets like a rock star or a monster. Yeah. Or bang is like huge now. Um, High
2: ball or something like that is something
1: out here maybe. Huh. High ball, ball. You just want to say ball a lot. Ball. Yeah, ball ball. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like it's a weird, it's a weird choice. I feel like even in twenty fifteen, Red Bull was probably not like the hot energy drink at that time. Is that surprising to either? I feel like Monster yeah, would have made more sense. Or
2: Rockstar, yeah.
0: Do you think that's supposed to like kind of further hammer home the thought that like these guys are kind of getting older? And so, Maybe. Like, it's not, Maybe, They're not yeah. so young. I mean, with... I
1: think they just had like that company actually sponsor the movie. You know? Yeah. Like I think that the producers or whatever the studio just reached out to companies and was like, we're going to do this and we'll drop your company name in because it could have been anything. It could have been Mist, Misty Mountain Blueberry Powerade. Sure, it could have. Yeah, it mm. could have been KFC. It could have been anything. Sure. didn't really make a difference what company was sponsoring them.
2: It would make a difference if they're driving around in a KFC <laughs> SUV limo. I guess, slightly. <laughs>
1: but like, you know what? The only reason that I actually do like that it's Red Bull um, is because so, who, Nathan says that at one point. It's later on in the movie when it happens, so we're gonna get there. But it is in the limo, so I mean, it kind of fits with where we are. But uh, later on, Seth Rogen's character is freaking out, and Joshua is eavesdropping, and he rolls down the divide between the front and the back of the limo and says, "Yeah, chill out, man. Have a Red Bull." <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they really like pass by that line pretty quickly but that only really works with like <laughs> with Red Bull. Like, even yeah. that like have a Monster or something like it's not as funny. I do yeah. feel like that line hits with Red Bull. Red Bull. Yeah.
2: My my kids are extremely intrigued by Red Bull because huh. they because it claims that it gives you wings and it it's just <laughs> like my daughter has multiple times go, "Dad, what is that?" Like what is that? And it's just one of those things that multiple times that I didn't have time to explain it. And I'm like, don't worry about it. It's not what you think it is. And so for, it occurred to me like for the last like three or four weeks, she's just been living in this fantasy where there's a product out there that if I got it for her, she would have wings and then she could fly. And then I was like, it's, it's an energy drink. It's got caffeine in it. It makes you hyper. So they say it may, gives you wings. And I saw her face melt. As disappointment coated over her her beaming excitement, and it was pretty depressing.
0: That sounds so sad. Like I could see how her heart <laughs> would break over that. Yeah.
2: So thanks a lot, Red Bull. What if it was a Red Balls limousine, Jim? Red Balls, Chappelle show. Um, yeah, I don't know. That would have been great. It would have been great.
0: Are you just trying to like get the count up for how many times you can say balls in an episode? So you say what? Balls.
1: Balls? He's balls. trying to make you defeat him. Don't you? Balls. Yes, don't play this game with him. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So yeah, so they get in the limo, they're all hyped up, they're they're about to go out and they start the night off at the FAO Schwartz keyboard thing. Right?
2: Yeah. What what did they play? Like the Did they
1: start there? Did they go to the Rockefeller tree?
2: First, yeah, they go to the tree first but because was, was anything happen there? Yeah, that's when he tells them about the Nutcracker ball. So oh, like yeah. Ethan uh-huh. goes, "It's a Christmas miracle!" Like, how'd you get it? Don't worry about it. It's a miracle. Well, I stole him. I stole him, but it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> and he goes, "Hey, maybe this could be a new tradition." <laughs> because they're tying, yeah, they're they're cutting off. They're they're not doing this Christmas outing anymore. And he he basically suggests the same thing. Yeah. from now on, every year we'll go to the Nutcracker ball. Uh-huh. And Seth. I really related to Seth Rogen's, like, awkward no That was just like, you know, I don't think we're really interested in introducing any new traditions. Man, he's like, I'm just
1: messing with you, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. That, does, that did feel like a mat action. Just like, oh, like, uh, how do I let <laughs> you down gently here? <laughs> and so then they go to FAO Schwartz, and that's just for, like, a bit. They just do the... Like Kanye
2: song? Weird. Yeah, Toast to the Douchebags. Uh-huh. What's that song called? It's, it's good. Runaway. Oh, okay. Great. It's great because I assumed that they were just going to play Chopsticks. Yeah. And it, it was it was really disorienting trying to pick together the melody that they're doing and then it totally drops in and all the children in the store are really enjoying it mm-hmm. and, the, and the grown-ups are enjoying it and covering the kids' ears. I thought that was hilarious. Also, Anthony Mackie sucks at rapping. He's terrible for the fact that he played Papa Doc and Tupac. Get it together, man. Okay. Spoiler alert. I mean, I I didn't have that experience, but. Seth Rogen fine. was the best rapper of the three of them. Okay. okay. We're
1: getting ahead of us because that's at the.
2: Yeah, that's at, that's the, bar. at the bar. We'll get we there.
1: We aren't there yet. Excuse me. Um, but before they go there, they go to get weed, right? That's the next stop.
2: Chinese food and then weed, yeah.
1: I don't they, remember them getting Chinese food.
2: They, I think it's like some form of egg soup that they had. I remember to get. them mentioning it. I don't remember the scene. Do you remember it, Chanley?
0: Vaguely. Really? It, it's
2: at that table where Chris calls the White Messiah and the White Messiah asks for weed.
1: The White Messiah is the quarterback on his football team, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah, so they go to get weed. And this is really, for me, this is where the movie actually like grabs me or I was like, all right, I'm in. Uh, because this drug exchange was so familiar. (laughs) Uh, it's crazy. (laughs) But so, so they go, they're trying to figure out where to get weed. Chris Rob wants to impress his football friend who's paying attention to him after they've been like playing together for years. And so he's really trying to like, make sure that relationship is like strong so he wants to impress him so they they call their high school weed dealer um who's still like around and still doing the same thing
2: i there are people like that in my neighborhood that are just have been doing the same thing for 10 15 years still still selling weed still Mm. banging with the local gang and that that hit for me it's funny that he only wants to like meet he does, he's so paranoid that he's only willing to meet with the customers in the same place they've met before. Yeah, because so he wants his, like in them
1: to like, trigger his memory or something. So he um, makes them meet him at their old high school. Well, there's only two places. It was either there or Chris's mom's house.
2: Oh, that's right. That's
1: right. And he's like, we're not going to my mom's house right now. So I guess we're going to the, yeah, high, to school. the high school. So they go to the high school. And the the payphone outside starts ringing, (laughs) and Seth Rogen said something that like I really connected with his character when he got the drugs, but also at this point, like I was like, okay, that's me of this movie. He says, "Don't even touch it. People wipe their butts on those," (laughs) and that's an insane thing. But I also totally feel Feel that. that I'm a huge germaphobe, and like I definitely am grossed out by like people wipe their butts i mean that's yeah that's a crazy thing to just say as like a matter of fact but i felt it completely Mm
0: -hmm. i could see you saying that right yeah Yeah. for sure
1: but yeah uh they they do that and uh it's the drug dealer who's parked across the street from them
2: he has no need to signal them because there's nobody on the street it's it's midnight (laughs) well not quite midnight Uh, it's gonna hit midnight later but it's it's I don't know, 10 p.m. on yeah. Christmas Eve, no one's in the street. He's the only car. But it is like...
1: hilarious. It's such a weird, strict <laughs> kind of way to meet. Um but so then Chris goes first to get into the drug dealer's car and it's Michael Shannon. Shannon? Yeah. And he stole the movie. He's incredible. He's so good.
0: It. I yeah, I think they did such a he did such a great job with that role that I and I'm glad <laughs> they didn't overdo it, I don't think.
2: Yeah. He's very, he's very monotonous and spooky and weird, <laughs> yeah. but it's, uh, it's pretty
1: realistic. It's, that's what I was saying. Like, yeah. this felt familiar to me. Like, drug dealers are weird and especially, like, the ones older, the kids. older yeah. drug dealers when I was, like, in, like, high school or fresh out of it. Right. And, like, we would meet somebody to get drugs and they were, like, kind of scary and, like, weirdly, like kind of getting too personal, but like, <laughs> like it's like they did want to have kind of this, this guy refers to having like a kind of like a paternal relationship to them. Yeah. And it's very creepy. But so the you're first thing he says children. to Chris <laughs> is the, the first thing he says is he looks at me. He's like, Oh, Hey, I know you, which is super weird. Like <laughs> you already are here meeting them. And then you like, Oh yeah. Okay. And he goes, it's good to see you kids still hanging out, smoking up. It makes me proud <laughs> it was like with his like deadpan like flat monotone delivery barely blinks it's yeah. so funny dude and like really awkward and hella relatable i really enjoyed that
2: <laughs> it, i think uh chris brings up that he's he's giving this weed to the quarterback that he calls the white messiah and uh, mr green says as far as i'm concerned there's only one messiah and that's our lord and savior jesus christ so that name's a little blasphemous. <laughs> this is really good. <laughs> and then he immediately takes like a huge hit out of his weed pipe. And, th- and then he offers it to uh-huh. Chris. And Chris is like, hey, I don't do any drugs. This is an athlete's body. It's a temple. And he, <laughs> and he tells him, you're not going to test it? It could be oregano. Yeah. Wait, I was going to say, oregano, <laughs> oregano. Yeah, <laughs> it's like what? Oregano, <laughs> and he gives them the weed of Christmas present.
1: Yeah, so so the first watch through on this movie, I didn't get that that was like the weed of Christmas present, or even that they were doing like the weed of Christmas past and the weed of Christmas future. Like that just totally went oh, over no, my I
2: didn't head. Catch that either? Oh, okay, with the different guys. Yeah. Okay. Because so this time he
1: gives the he gives him the weed and he says it's the weed of Christmas present and he and Chris is like isn't uh, all weed the weed of Christmas present
2: only when it's Christmas only when
1: it's Christmas which is a hilarious exchange (laughs) Um, but yeah I I really didn't catch that the first time I didn't
2: either that's the second time time I picked up on. on
1: it when he said that. It, I was like, oh, man, that's dope. It's it's also very stupid. That
0: is dope.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. Wow.
2: wow. <laughs> Something like, we didn't see that coming. Mm, that right?
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, boy.
2: <laughs> uh, he invites them to a party, and Chris is like, are you serious? Uh, no, we kind of already have a thing going. <laughs> and Mr. Green tells him, yeah, that's no problem. My feelings aren't hurt. Not really. Well, so well, wait,
1: with that one, he says it a little bit faster, which I thought was funny. What? Like His delivery is more like, oh, that's no problem. My feelings aren't hurt. Not really. <laughs> and it's like a little like too fast. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. Like, okay.
0: Well, I love before that he like says that. He's like, well, it's not in my car.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. He says, you want to come to a party man? later? It's like a real party. It's not in my car. <laughs> it's hilarious.
2: It's a real party. <laughs> Well, his, his car really is like this. It's so dingy. Cause the way they have it shot is like the windows are so fogged out. Like you can't see in or out or anything. Yeah. It's, it's really gross. Uh-huh. And creepy.
1: And so I have had a lot of nights where like I have been kind of trapped by a drug dealer Mm-hmm. where like there was one night that was a couple blocks from your house that you grew up in. It was in one of the alleyways, uh, off of, like, mm. 7th Avenue or something. Um, Those alleyways
0: always creep me
1: out. Yeah, so uh, a guy made us meet him there, and we got out of our car, got into his car, and then, like, he, like, took our money and then was, like, doing drugs with us, but, like, wasn't giving us our drugs. and was just, like, talking <laughs> and, like, playing music. It was like, oh, hey, um... I actually got to go drop something off real quick. Why don't you guys just come with me? And, like, we were just, like, stuck in this dude's car with him for, like, the next three hours and kept being like, all right, can you drop us back off at our car now? And, like, he just wouldn't drive us back there. He was lonely. It was getting very weird.
0: Would you consider yourself kidnapped?
1: Oh, yeah. We were kids at the time. And you napped. And we all took a nap
3: because he was (laughs)
2: responsible. <laughs> so wake you guys up in twenty minutes. Yeah. No <laughs> peeps now. You guys gotta get your rest before you do these drugs
1: <laughs> or you're gonna get fussy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was this it did feel like I understood the kind of defensiveness of like it's a real party, it's not in my car. It's <laughs> <So>, like, <laughs> oh shit, yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> that's what I like is a lot of times in drug movies there's a lot of stuff that doesn't feel real. Like it feels like people who don't do drugs writing about drugs. Okay. And this movie felt like one of the most, like while still being funny, it felt like one of the most realistic drug yeah. movies ever. Yeah. Cause like that sense of relief of like, okay, that's over now we can go have fun. Like is totally a real thing. It, it was cool.
2: Well, so I I never really got heavily involved with drugs or anything growing up. Did you get at lightly all.
1: involved in drugs? No. <laughs> okay. So,
2: but I a lot of my a lot of my friends did. So that makes me cool. Right? It does make you cool. <laughs> but was I cool? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, watching Seth Rogen's portrayal, and we'll get there. But watching Seth Rogen's portrayal of somebody who's had way too much and is freaking out and is losing it. It was the most realistic depiction I've ever seen that in TV. Like, and and I and I related with, because Ethan had to a few times just kind of, like, draw him back. And I just, uh, I loved it. Yeah. It's very, very fun. I, yeah. I feel like the conversation, again, I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead, but the conversation. Well,
1: not much. We're pretty much right there. I mean. Yeah. They they say, they he says, all right, like, that was the weirdest experience of my life, man, but I got the weed. And then they go to the bar where they do karaoke. Right. And that's pretty much like their last scheduled stop.
2: Okay. Right. Um,
1: and that's when the drugs start coming in. <laughs> yeah. It's like there. So yes,
2: guess karaoke is one of their traditions. Yeah. And so they're singing the the Christmas hip hop song from Run, Run DMC. And again, Seth Rogen's the best rapper out of the three of them. I'm surprised, but not surprised. He hangs out with Snoop Dogg sometimes. He he does, yeah. So you have Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who's a musician. Mm-hmm. And he plays a musician in every in everything that he's in. And I didn't then, know that. Did you know, Shanley?
0: I did not know that.
2: Yeah, no one knew that. That he's a musician? I'm yeah.
0: trying to think what he plays a musician in.
1: I mean, I think he has a guitar in he plays musician the, the Zoe
2: Deschanel movie he was in. Five hundred days, of, days summer? of summer? Yes. Five hundred days of summer. Well he he does some karaoke in that. And then in Third Rock from the Sun he's always playing his guitar. And and in, in Dark Knight Rises, you remember when he uh writes a poem and he sings it? Nope. <laughs> no, that doesn't happen. But anyway, Joseph Gordon Levitt's a musician. Anthony Mackie played Papa Doc in Eight Mile and Tupac in Notorious. And I think he played Tupac on like on a stage play or something and Seth Rogen was the best of the three of them. It was really and I was happy for them. Okay. Mhm. But that's when uh his his shrooms start taking a turn for the worst.
1: Well, they start no, they start kicking in. Oh, okay. Which is fine. But that was hilarious. He's in the middle of singing and then says so like, "Oh, I think the shrooms are kicking in." Like into <laughs> the, the into microphone. Mic, a yeah. Yeah, really uh, loud whisper. <laughs> Which again, like that felt real. Like, I feel like a lot of times when that happens in movies, they start like people start turning into things and whatever. But for him, it was just kind of like a crazy, like close up shot. And he looked like a little bit panicked or like on like crazy, wide eyed, and just said that and like finished the song and was like talking to his friends. And it was like pretty mellow. Like, I liked that it was a semi realistic depiction of that coming on.
2: Yeah, you've brought that up before that like uh, hallucinogenics in film are not accurate yeah but.
1: i mean in especially because they do it with like weed they do it with everything where like if someone does drugs then they start showing things from their perspective and like it's like a kaleidoscope and people are turning to, it into, into like, cartoons cartoons and, and monsters and things are flying around and it's like that's usually not the case at all so uh yeah i appreciated that this was mostly tame and it was it was a lot of acting like you're on drugs, which I think is harder. Like, I think they show it a lot because maybe some actors don't really understand what you what, it are, looks like. what it's like when you're on those things.
2: Yeah. But yeah. Seth Rogen, Seth Rogen does. does. Yeah. It's incredible that Seth Rogen's performance wasn't shot in one night that he's able to like on a, on a daily basis go through whatever the shooting schedule was of this movie to like just. Chime in right exactly at what level of high and freaking out? He's and gross and yeah, sweaty. He's for sure. at what point <laughs> of the night? Because it's it's such a gradual but accurate descent that he's on. Uh-huh. He had to show up for work today and be like, okay, at this point, I'm at like a two. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. They probably didn't shoot it sequentially either, so he's probably going level ten back down to two, like to one. A clean cut. Like, yeah, it's pretty insane.
1: Yeah, it was fun. So so. Anyways, this is when like they do their karaoke. Then when they're done, uh, they see Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Ethan's ex-girlfriend, and Diana, Mindy Kaling, mm-hmm.
2: Sarah,
1: um, yes, and they're talking to them about the Nutcracker ball. Apparently, Diana got tickets to it. Yeah, and I really appreciated uh, again. Like Chris is cool. Like. I feel like he's the least interesting character on this. Okay. But he does feel like a homie. Like, he's like,
2: he just... He puts in a good word. He's
1: walking outside, and he yells out like, Hey, say hey to Ethan. He looks really great tonight. Yeah. And, like, that's just like a cool... Like, he didn't, like, overly force it. Like, it was yeah. funny and casual. But he just, like, threw it out as he's leaving. It he was a good wing. And it yeah. was like, yeah, it's a fun way to do it. I don't
2: know. I liked it. I, no, I didn't. Shanley, I did you
1: like that? that? Yeah. If you were a girl and you were talking to a guy and it was kind of awkward and his friend threw that line out, would that help?
0: I think so. I think it was just quick enough. Yeah, to be the, not like, like slight forcing nine. it. Yeah. Not very awkward or anything.
2: Way to go, Anthony Mackey. Yeah, he's a cool dude. Meanwhile, Isaac is running to the bathroom because uh, the shrooms are kicking in and he needs to jolt his way out well, of it. What
1: I like about that, too, and I don't want to go too on like a rant about all the drug stuff, but like he starts to realize it because he's talking to Sarah and he's like talking to her and he starts knowing like, Oh, I sound a little bit like crazy right now. He's not freaking out just cause he's on drugs. He's freaking out because of the social interaction that makes him realize like, Oh, I need to balance myself out. I'm being weird, which he... I think is a, a cool realistic nod
2: right mm-hmm. so he he reaches into his his box and he pulls out <laughs> some coke and we 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 skipped over this but the the thing about the box <laughs> that she's given that his wife Betsy's given him mm, yes. is that the, the <laughs> earlier on Chris asks how much weed they have in the box and he pulls out one teeny tiny joint it's like yeah. the it's the girth of a toothpick it's the uh-huh. tiniest and he goes seriously she gave you one joint and Isaac's like after is, he just ate like a full bag, like an eight of <laughs> mushrooms. Yeah. And Isaac says, well, she doesn't really know a lot about drugs. The proportions are way off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or the ratios are way off or something uh-huh. like that. And, and I loved that because his wife is like a sweet, innocent lady.
1: And she,
2: <laughs> she bought these drugs off of creepy people from Craigslist. Yeah, she,
1: bought, she searched NYC drugs on <laughs> Craigslist. He's <and> just <laughs>
2: and he says, resourceful. Good. Yeah. <laughs> So he goes, he goes into that box in the bathroom and that bathroom is just, they shot that in a real dive bar bathroom. It's disgusting. I like that the soap is in a Sriracha bottle. (laughs) Beside the mirror, there's a tall Sriracha (laughs) bottle full of that gross, goopy pink soap. And and so he's in there and he's, he takes a bunch of Coke, I think right there. Right.
1: Yeah. He starts doing Coke. He walks in, he's freaking out and he goes, Oh, the shrooms are turning get in my brain, make me feel different. (laughs) And I really liked that. Um, Get in my brain, make me feel different. is a hilarious line. Uh, When speaking to drugs. (laughs) Yeah. He really reminded me of one particular friend I have. I'm going to try not to say names. Okay. uh, But there's one of my friends who I really was like connecting with on this. And I feel like I've heard him say that. Uh, (laughs) So it was very, it was, it was good
2: he records this this video in there where he's ranting about his anxieties about his kid. So amongst the three of the friends, Isaac's kind of got, is the one with the most of his stuff together.
1: Yeah, he's like, he was a stoner kid in high school, but, but he's like a lawyer
2: now, and he's married, and he's having a baby. And he's reading all the books on having kids.
1: Yeah, and so he's like, seems like the most detached from this, like party
2: lifestyle <laughs> and he's the one that gets the most messed up all throughout the night yeah it's very funny but he, he freaks out about, freaks out about having a kid It's it's here like he's he's had enough drugs to where like he could just be real for a second and i, I think he like says this is a video for future isaac i'm gonna yeah, say this something. is present Isaac." <laughs> I, he's like i have clarity right now and he's yeah just, <laughs> He starts ranting about the about how he shouldn't have a kid and he's got to get rid of it.
1: Yeah, he's like the baby's gonna mess your life up and then you're gonna mess the baby up and then the baby's gonna go kill people.
2: (laughs) See, I have felt that way Uh as a dad.
1: I feel that right now. (laughs) Every day, about six a.m., I'm saying that to the baby.
2: (laughs) But see, it first starts from like a level of like self-reflective, like insecurities about himself and then on a dime he turns it against the baby and he's like cussing out the baby <laughs> <laughs> and he, he's just like f you baby <laughs> i
1: tried to write down the the whole rant and i just couldn't do it
2: i don't just if you haven't watched the movie which you should this is a spoiler heavy you could even with, just look up you could like you, like you could this youtube scene. this scene yeah if like you just look i love up, that like, it was shot on a phone too like yes. the 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 it's vertical, aspect yeah. ratio goes, gets gets hard walled in. It's just a it's a vertical portrait mode, and it's, it's a sweaty close up, shaky <laughs> shot of him just cussing. It's it's very very funny.
1: F you, like f your chubby baby face <laughs> and your chubby baby legs. <laughs> so you need to throw this baby in a bag and leave it outside. Put it in a basket and push it down a river. <laughs> Whatever you do, you got to get rid of it. Right? Yeah. <laughs>
2: And he calls the baby a "See you next Tuesday."
1: Uh huh. Yes, that was great.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was very funny. He he feels nice. Does in Seth
1: his... Rogen have kids?
2: You think? I don't know.
1: I don't think, I don't he, think did, he does. But like that felt too real. Like I love my baby. I know you love your kids. But like the panic and like the, the like f- stress of not being able to like be selfish and just like do whatever the hell you want anymore. is totally like, it's not a like crazy experience that people can't understand. Right. But when you feel it, it's very different from like, just knowing that like, that's a feeling that could happen, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it it wasn't a surprise and yet I still feel like, holy shit. It's very different when you're in the experience of like, becoming a parent
2: well I think it also because it comes at a stage in your life if if you're having kids for the first time at the age that Isaac's character is which by and large we did maybe be a little bit younger but you're also at a stage where you're kind of like working through all of the baggage and crap you picked up (laughs) over your childhood and you're you're like really 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 aware of how missteps people around you made affected you as a human being so, and then you're also being put in that place where you're going to have the most influence over a clean slate child. And it's just terrifying. When I have conversations with my kids, I think about like formative conversations I had with my parents with like this big blaring light of like, that's why I'm like this. <laughs> like, I need to be careful to not do that. And uh, I will. <laughs> my kids are going to be screwed up because of me, but they'll work through it and they'll screw up their own generation. And that's uh, parenting advice for everyone. Right on. Thanks for coming.
1: But so we also meet several new characters in this scene, which we've mentioned, but we haven't really touched on here. Lizzie Kaplan plays Diana. She's from Mean Girls. Yeah. I really like her. I don't know why, but I really do. Do you She's guys like likeable. Lizzie
2: Kaplan? I've yeah. only seen her in this and and Mean Girls, but yeah, I like. She's I love in her in both the, the TV show. Oh. I've never seen the interview. She's
1: in the interview, which is great, and we should watch it. I've heard that. Yeah, she's also in the TV show Castle Rock, which okay. is like a Stephen King yeah thing.
2: I I think I like her a lot in things. Well, in this in this, she's like she's tough and she's edgy, but also like uh, very approachable and yeah. She's she's very enjoyable.
1: She's kind of like a dark um, Zoe Deschanel.
2: I was thinking that too. Yeah, especially her character in Five Hundred Days of Summer, but she's which is like an edgier version of her.
1: Yeah, she's like a Zoe Deschanel, who you know isn't gonna start singing. Thank goodness for that. Because
2: Zoe Deschanel looks like she's
1: always about to start singing.
2: <laughs> yeah, and she is. She, she is. is. <laughs> yes, she's usually. She's like a Joseph Gordon-Levitt type. Type she is, ain't that the truth?
1: <laughs> but okay, so we meet her. She's the love interest for Ethan.
2: She it's karaoke night. She was hoping she could sing wreck- "Wrecking Ball." Mm-hmm. We don't see her do that because she's not Zoe Deschanel. So we also meet Sarah. The two of them work with Isaac's wife. Yes, with Betsy. Betsy, do you guys like Sarah? She is kind of just Kelly <laughs> from the Office. She's, uh I mean, kind of. Is she why they have tickets to the Nutcracker Ball because of I who think she's so. dating? Okay. I think
1: that they get hooked up. Through I that just that. put that
2: just I just put that together in my brain now. Yeah, she's she's funny in it. She's just I, I don't really know how to describe it. Pop culturey, trendy. She honestly like again. I I, I and I'm
1: I'm not special. I'm not trying to imply that I think in you this. Are. I am special, but I'm not special in my relationship to this story. Okay, but like. She felt very familiar, also, as just like, oh, like my, my friend's girlfriend is here, and she brought some girl who's like nice enough, but mm-hmm. like there's not any like spark here. Like she doesn't mesh with the group very well. If there's a Venn diagram of like the
2: she's on the outside. friend
1: chemistry, she's only connected to her friend. Like I feel like Diana could probably kick it with. Ethan and Chris guys. and, yeah, and Isaac yeah. and it would be fine. Yeah. I feel like Sarah did not mesh well with them which is fine. Like, I think it works especially because she's trying to have a polite conversation with Seth Rogen's character. <laughs> he comes out of the bathroom
2: just really, really wired on coke and yeah. she goes, Isaac! And he goes, F! <laughs> it's just his response. Yeah. <laughs> it's very funny. Yeah, I,
1: um, I loved that but yeah. so so he orders drinks for them, uh-huh. and he hands Sarah he, her drink, her martini, and his nose has like started bleeding, and it drips into it. So disgusting! And she thinks it tastes interesting at first, it's kind then of realizes, a to it. then realizes it's blood and starts freaking out. And he says one of my favorite things because it's also, if I'm being honest, it's a little bit me. But he's like, oh, "Is it really that gross?" Like. <laughs> is is it that bad and she's like yes and i was like dude it's so funny that the guy this feels like me but the guy who didn't want his friend to touch the the payphone is also like is it really that bad that you drank some of my blood
2: from my nose yeah Yeah. Uh,
1: because i definitely am like i'm not gross the world is gross so you don't (laughs) need to be grossed out by things that i do but anything anyone else does is
2: gross I really related to when she goes, Isaac, did you bleed in my drink? And he's like, no, <laughs> just, without even taking into consideration whether or not he could have just being so panicked that he could have done something horrible that he's denying it immediately. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've, I've been there. I see that. I've worn that face.
1: That's hell. <laughs> it's,
2: it's just because I'm I'm a liar and a thief.
1: Mm-hmm. Murder. Speaking of thieves, we meet one more character in this scene.
2: And I love this character. We'll get there in just a second. Okay. As as Sarah and Isaac are, their interaction perfect lead in. I I know, but but this is important. Sarah and Isaac's interaction explodes, and so he quickly grabs his phone from the bar and leaves, not knowing that he's actually grabbed Sarah's phone. Yeah, so that 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 could
1: have been brought up later when things start happening with the phone
2: but it wasn't I brought it up now.
1: I know you interrupted my great lead into the next character.
2: I guess I stole that moment from you like some f- form of thief.
1: Oh, did anyone else steal things in this movie?
2: Um, any coming to your mind, Jimmy? Nope. let <laughs> will just move on then. All right. So next they go to Chris's mom's house. <laughs> oh, no, we got to talk about. Got to talk about the the superfan.
1: Oh, my God. You mean Rebecca Grinch, which is apparently that character's name? <laughs> is that really her name? Yeah.
2: Okay, tell us about Rebecca Grinch. All right,
1: so Rob, uh, Chris Rob is outside, and he's social media-ing, and he's talking to his quarterback friend. White Messiah. And someone is like, oh, my God, is that Chris Roberts? And he's like, uh, well, it isn't Julia Roberts, but you're a pretty woman.
2: Nice. Which that was I, smooth. No, see, I, I didn't it. like that. I thought one. that was smooth.
1: I feel like I've liked most of the things that this character has said so far because they felt very like quick and not trying too hard, and none of it felt like rehearsed or anything. Okay. It was just smooth. This one I didn't like because that clearly feels like a line that he just says when people say his name. You know, oh, he's, okay. he feels like ready to drop that one. Like I don't think he just came up with that. Yeah, and that's that's I can see that. Shanley. You agree?
0: Yeah, it felt rehearsed and just like Ew. recycled and cringy. Yeah,
1: I didn't like that. I don't like being lied to, and I feel like that's what that feels like. You know, you hmm. like you you didn't actually just look at me and think that I'm a pretty woman. Much like Julia Roberts, which by the way, not into it. I don't get the Julia Roberts hype. You probably love it.
2: I don't love it. I think she's very pretty. Yeah, not for me. she beautiful smile. Pretty woman.
1: So Rebecca meets Chris, mm-hmm. and they're having like a weird thing. She's like, "Oh, I hate Christmas, but like now that I'm seeing you, like it's good." And she's like, "Don't you want to go back to your friends?" And he's like, "F my friends. Fans are forever." Uh, yeah, and then she's like, "You're kind of a naughty boy, aren't you?" And he's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, she dials well, it up pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to teach you a Christmas lesson, you naughty boy or something like that. <laughs> it's very, and It's creepy. I really liked that. I was into it. I was on board. Okay. And so then they go bang in the bathroom several times, several weeks. I don't know if they do it several times. That's a weird assumption. I think it's once just once. I think it's once they're just switching up, switching
2: it up too much. And then she I, says, now take a dump. Yeah, so
1: <laughs> so they switch positions a lot. And one of them, he's sitting on the toilet, and she is seated on his lap like they're both sitting.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah, she tells him to take a dump. And now take a dump. Yeah. She like
2: orders him to do it. He's like, huh?
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty disgusting. So I think the bathroom sex is gross. But I think it's especially gross if you're going to be like, moving around a lot like if you're that committed to just doing it shouldn't you just get it over with i feel like you go in you do your business and you get out much like anything else you would do in a public bathroom yeah i feel like this isn't the time to get creative you know to get experimental like they're they're having a little too much of a carefree i think isaac would not approve of how many surfaces they're shown touching
2: yeah, there. there are literally things that right? people wipe their butts on in there. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's a whole room of things that people <laughs> wipe their butts on. Ew. <laughs> Good point,
2: Matthew. Thank you. Shayla?
0: Yeah, I feel like after watching that scene, all I, I can think of is, oh, my goodness, please tell me you immediately took a shower afterwards. And the thought of, oh, no, he went on and had a whole like adventure after that.
2: And she went to the buffet directly after that. Yeah.
1: So that's the kind of thing uh. that my friends would do. And I'd be like, okay, dude. Do not touch me for the rest of the night. Like, don't touch anything. Don't sit in a chair that I own. Don't do, like, nothing.
2: You're done for the night. I think he was also sitting on that bar toilet when she tells him to take a dump. I think he was just going skin on bowl. Not Uh, for that. Wait, like, the seat was up? Yeah.
1: Are you serious?
2: Yeah, like, he was, like, sitting, like, in, like... On the toilet seat. Like, okay, but are you no no paper? I said was the seat up and you said yes. Oh, you mean like the the There's the not, there's, there's the bowl, lid the and then there's and, the seat. And then the lid on top of it. No no no, no. He's well he's he's sitting on the seat. Okay. But, but no like, I thought
1: you meant he's just sitting on the rim, which is horrifying. Yeah. Like how have you, have you ever done that, either of you? Have you ever sat down No <laughs> I have on a toilet that
2: didn't have a seat?
0: Wait, on purpose?
2: Yeah, when I was a kid. I was just like I'm just well who needs this extra barrier <laughs> <laughs> so i tried it and it, it, you do need that extra barrier turns out especially you did. when you're a I've, kid you just okay. fall in did you get my, stuck no but my kids are not going to hear this episode because this is like a rated r movie. yeah we've clearly passed that <laughs> yeah. possibility i've had to pull both of my kids at different times out of the toilet because they've accidentally sat on it without the seat and <laughs> like <got stuck> inside <laughs> <it>. <laughs> i was like that's eh, okay was it okay. at home yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Because
1: she's like, Anne, we're lifting you into the shower. <laughs> That's gross. Yeah. That's something that we get to look forward to. Oh, I feel like I've been amazed at how much I'm not grossed out by my kid. Yeah. He throws up on me almost every day. Yeah. I probably have some on me right now.
2: You get used to that. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't care.
1: Whatever. You know, it's not a big deal. I uh, wipe up his potty parts all the time. Okay. It's fine. I deal with it. I'm not looking forward to the phase where he touches gross things in the world and I have to deal with that. Like, that seems way worse. Mm. Like, he can be as gross as he wants and I don't care, but don't make me touch other people's filth because you're a kid and have no concept of cleanliness.
0: Yeah, I'm not looking forward to him trying to put gross things from the world into his mouth. Yep, Mm mm-hmm. It's like, "Mm mm-mm, nope.
1: Yep, not looking forward to that. It'll happen gross, forever unclean,
0: <laughs> so he's in a swaddle right now, and I love I love swaddles, like he gets to feel all warm and cozy and comforted, like he's still in the womb, and you know he doesn't have his hands free, yeah, is it socially acceptable for me to you know just <laughs> have that be something I have my kid do until he's bigger and can know better?
2: You have my support. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, cool. Straightjacket our kid. So well, you,
2: um, you remember in the Power Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie when Zordon's tube breaks, he's kind of inside of like a swaddle. He's kind of like a head on like a like a tamale. I don't
0: remember. Nope, that. she
2: remembers. We both agree. So, <laughs> do you guys like Rebecca? She is very funny. It. She's. I don't like her as much as you do on this visit. But next time they see her, I really enjoy that.
1: Well, so after Chris bangs her, did you answer? Sorry.
0: Uh, no, I I like the idea of her. I don't like her.
1: Do you like Ilana Glazer? I don't know how you say her name correctly, but she was from that show Broad City. Oh. Uh, which was kind of like a workaholics, but of girls.
0: I didn't watch that.
1: But well, I mean, but you've seen that ki- there that actor before. Right. Yep. She's in Broad City.
2: i have not. She's seen in, her in Broad City.
1: She's in Broad City.
2: Wait, what was that second one?
1: Wow, she, Broad City is on her known for literally three times. <laughs> it's Broad City, Rough Night, Broad City, and Hack into Broad City.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Never heard, even heard of that.
1: Okay. Well, I like her. I think she's very funny.
2: Once don't you tell us what happens when he points her out by the buffet? Yeah,
1: so Chris is in. Chris is showing, like, Ethan, after he comes out of the bathroom. He's like, "Oh, there's a, a girl I just hooked up with in the bathroom, and she's at a buffet at the karaoke bar." getting a plate full of food and then trying some of it and spitting it back out <laughs> onto the tray. And I thought that like, I love that level of not caring. Like <laughs> I'm really into it. I was like, dude, that's cool. Like it's crazy and a little embarrassing, but like, I really appreciated that. Just like, she doesn't care about anything attitude. It's very yeah.
2: disgusting. Yeah, sure is. I don't get how your appreciation for that reconciles against your gross outness of talking on a public phone or or banging in a bar bathroom. Well, because I'm
1: glad you asked. It's because I would never eat from a buffet at a karaoke bar. That's fair. Uh, So I think that that's understood that it's like you have to be a disgusting person to even be willing to eat from that. So you deserve to eat what some other lady tried and then spat back
2: out onto the plate. I feel like that's that's who goes there. So As a person who always gets a hefty helping of whatever is being offered to me, it deeply offends me. Because I would have eaten that. Yeah, well... You're saying I'd get what I deserve? Yes. Wow. I think they just leave the bar yeah. at this point, right?
1: They uh, He realizes that the weed was stolen... And so they run out and get into the Red Bull limo,
2: right? To try to chase her down. They they first have a debrief. Oh, no, they about, don't chase her down yet. Sorry. They have a debrief about uh, Ethan seeing Diana again and saying, like, how did you let her go? And Joshua chimes in with one of my favorite lines. He goes, you should totally get back with her, dude. My mom's named Diana. <laughs> <laughs> it's <just> very funny. <laughs> one of my favorite lines of the movie. Not my favorite line. Uh uh-huh. i haven't said that one yet. well i'm
1: glad you're saying so many lines <laughs> thanks but saving your own for later that's pretty cool thanks you made sure you save yours but you say the rest of them i like that attitude cool
2: yeah thanks for the support
1: this is joshua's like highlight of the movie because it's the same scene where he says that they realize that the weed was stolen they decide they need to go back to chris's mom's house to get more
2: weed delivered. So that's site number two. That's and the wait, only wait. other place where Mr. Green will sell to them. Yeah.
1: So they, um, they say they need to go there. And uh, Chris is like, dude, we cannot go to my mom's house with, with Isaac looking the way he looks right now. <laughs> and he's like, no, I think I look good, man. I think I'm cool. <laughs> and he is looking some mess. And he's like trying to like act like he's not that drugged up. He, just, he says he needs to take more mushrooms because he was having a good time on mushrooms and the coke ruined it. So he needs to get more of a mushroom feeling back. And then Chris is like, dude, you don't need to take more drugs. You need to check yourself. And he's <laughs> like, check myself before what? Before I wreck myself? He's like, how does that make someone feel? <laughs> make someone to make- to <laughs> be told that they might rickety wreck themselves?
2: <laughs> and and Ethan's like trying to mediate between the two of them and he's like you're not gonna wreck yourself he sounds like such an idiot having to use Isaac's own words to comfort him you're not you're not gonna wreck yourself I think the level
1: of panic that he felt when he says before I what before I wreck myself how does that make someone feel it's so funny it's
2: very good
0: I Uh, do love the like sensitive emotional state while inebriated like it's like, yep. Yeah. Doesn't make sense, but I've been. One of those there.
1: arguments that you hear people having outside of a club or something, and you're like, oh my god, are they serious? Like, but it's like the super intense argument to oh, them. Yeah, yeah.
0: In the moment. Like, no 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 no. This is real right now.
2: Yeah, I love that.
0: How dare you go there. That is a line you do not cross.
2: <laughs> Coincidentally, um one of like the like it wasn't like screen rant, but one of those instagrams that i follow today posted that scene from the night before uh, with him he's saying like, you look weird seth rogan puts his glasses on Was like twisting his face and scowling how about now it's weirder <laughs> <laughs> it's very weird. i then, love that yeah
1: and that's also that is when um joshua yells out chill out man have a red bull <laughs> 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 this is very good
2: is there something too there being three of them on a long journey to deliver a gift to the Messiah? Is that a yeah. thing? Oh, is that a thing?
1: You know what, dude? I think you just did uncover another layer to this. I think they tap into several different like Christmas stories in this, yeah, and that is for sure one of them. okay, that's pretty cool okay, so so they go to Chris's mom's house and they sneak in. And they're gonna one of the things they used to do when they were younger is sit around and play Goldeneye on N sixty four. Hell yeah, dude. So they go sit down to do that. And I love it because you think that like I don't know if anyone else is old and played N sixty four, but you can have four players on the team. Yeah. <laughs> um so you think they're all gonna be playing, but because Isaac's freaking out, he's like nestled up into Chris's bed. With, like, the blankets pulled up over. yearbooks. Yeah, and he's looking (laughs) through yearbooks. He's just totally drugged out and, like, on his own level. Because he's like, I cannot function in Goldeneye right now.
2: And and their their banter while playing Goldeneye, again, so accurate. He's like, he says, I I think Chris steps away. And he's, oh, shoot, hopefully I have it. I know it. If you shoot me right now, you forfeit. (laughs) That's, Uh That's really good. I feel
1: like especially so, like... You had brothers that you grew yeah. up with. I had two step brothers during the N64 era. So we played this a lot. And that's for sure, like, something that you learn quickly on. Like, oh, that's bullshit. Like, you cheated and shot me. He's like, I didn't cheat. You walked away. And so, like... It really feels you
2: have to anticipate that and you stay at a rule. Yeah, it feels lived in
1: right now. You forfeit. That's like a level of like attention to like that these guys are really friends who really grew up playing games together. Well, when they said that they were, they they
2: knew that. When they said that they were going to go up to the to Chris's house because his mom still has his N sixty four. In my mind, I was like, they're either going to play Mario Kart or Goldeneye. and Mm -hmm. I said Mario Kart, but I was wrong.
1: Mario Kart is the better choice. Uh, Goldeneye I think was more fun when I was a kid but Mario Kart has endured better. It's super hard to play Goldeneye now. Really? Yeah, it's it's terrible because first person shooters around this time on like PlayStation and ever since have had two thumbsticks, so like one's for moving and, and one's for the looking. camera. And yeah. on the N64 you had to use one for both. Got and it. And so it's like you have to hit a different button to stop moving so you can, like, look around. And it's super uncomfortable okay. and weird. It sucks.
2: I don't know if I brought this up.
1: It's on very the... disappointing playing it with, like, expectations of how much fun it used to be. Because it doesn't live up to it.
2: They'll probably re-release that, right? On, on Hopefully platform. someday. Um, I mean, I, that's what Halo is. Halo is Goldeneye. I don't know if I brought it up on this podcast, but my dad, when he used to work at the airport, there was this woman there who owned a cabin and for some reason she got the sense that my dad was really handy and so she she would be like hey why don't I give you some projects that I want you to do at my cabin and you just bring your family out to Tahoe you guys stay in my cabin you just do a project for me and then we'll call it square and so we would periodically go to this woman's cabin my whole family and um, the first time we went up there we're like, oh, this is going to be great. We're going to go up to, to Tahoe. It's snowing right now, being from the bay. There's not a lot of snow, so we're excited to go out to Tahoe. We get to the cabin, and it's uh, it's got one of those game shelves that's full of, like, your checkers and jigsaw puzzles of hot air balloons, random crap like that. And then four hours into the trip, we discovered that she had an N64. She had a, an N64 with Mario Kart, Goldeneye, wave race and cruise in usa we didn't enjoy nature at all that entire trip <laughs> we spent the entire trip inside just reliving our childhood it was very very fun that's awesome it was great it'd be so fun to just like
1: <laughs> so i tried to do that with my friends i had a bunch of my friends come over like probably late 2019 and got like a bunch of snacks ordered pizza had beer and had a whole bunch of, like, N64 games. I was like, dude, we're going to, like, drink and have an N64 party night. Yeah. And we played for, like, 30 minutes. And then everyone was like, all right, we're done with this. Let's just drink. And I was very disappointed. I was like, dude, I need to get better friends because mm. we should be able to stay up till like, 4 in the morning playing and just play all these games. Mario Kart like, Battle.
2: Yeah, for sure. You could play Battle for hours and hours. You know what's guys?
1: weird is Mario Kart Battle was my jam as a kid. Okay. But racing is more fun to me now. Hmm.
3: It's
1: interesting. Definitely, do you like either?
0: I'm not good with video games, guys. As you've seen.
2: You're better than I am at the at the video games. The good thing
1: been. about Mario Kart is that it favors the bad players cuz you get better
2: like items. I didn't know mm-hmm. that. So like if you're in further behind, you get You're more stronger. likely to
1: get red shells and okay. um like the thing that shrinks everybody the lightning yeah, bolt yeah the lightning bolt. and other stuff yeah like you you cannot get good up uh, like items you if just you're get bananas in first place
2: yeah hmm. this this scene when they're <laughs> up in chris's old room that's my favorite scene of the movie they start reminiscing about how the when they all met
1: yeah they're at a someone's party and they all and say the, the girl's name together and it's like yeah. felt
2: super real it's not this but it chris and ethan at the same time say something long so like cassie Lebray, like at the same time and they're uh they said that they had to hide in the bathroom for three hours and and it's it's a it's just like i've i've had that yeah they're moment. talking
1: about how like they weren't friends before that because chris was a jock and seth rogan was like a pretend pothead
2: <laughs> but, but he said he said I just liked tie dye and Bob Marley. I didn't realize that that was the vibe I was giving off. <laughs> but then he also calls himself a pretend pothead yeah, shortly yeah, after yeah. that. And, but, I, and I guess Joseph well, Gordon. Go they said ahead. Joseph
1: Gordon levitt was going through his like wizard phase. <laughs> and I think Chris says that. And then Isaac goes, that was a dope phase, dude. <laughs> like, he said he had like a
2: purple hair and a robe. And a robe. But that was cool because like. Clearly, they are all they're all from different kind of groups. And Isaac says, "Like I, I was just felt so surprised that you were talking to me, Chris, because you're a jock." And then Chris says, "Like I would have never made it through uh, through high school without you guys." It was just like a very like sweet moment. Yeah, I love that. Like recently, one of my childhood friends came to visit, and you and Dice and I we were all hanging out and just kind of looking back on things and just seeing where we've been, and where where we are now. And it's just like I've I've had that moment, and I and I loved watching it on screen. That yeah, for sure.
1: That's that's what like I didn't expect in this movie is things like that, where it's like watching this movie makes me want to like call my friends yeah, from back totally. home and yeah. like you know it's I I appreciate that.
2: Totally agree. They get a phone call, <laughs> and yeah, Mister Green's there, and this time Isaac volunteers to to go buy the drugs and Ethan I, says do you remember him, who says it Ethan says can you walk man It says can you even walk can you even walk and what does he say he says, I can fly
1: <laughs> and I didn't connect these dots bro do you think that's a callback to the having a Red Bull because after hearing <laughs> what your kids thought about having a Red Bull the Red Bull gives you wings do you think he like feels perked back up and it's like a
2: meta reference I, don't, I hope so that's very funny
1: it was a hilarious line And we didn't say this before, but Mr. Green, during the first, the the weed of Christmas present, he tells Chris, tell Isaac I'll I'll see see him in in two hours or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but so, (laughs) so Isaac goes out, he's in the car, and, uh, Michael Shannon is, I just, my next note at the beginning of that is Michael Shannon is the best part of this movie.
2: (laughs) He's, I think he is, yeah. It's like Michael Shannon, then Seth Rogen. Mm Mm-hmm. And then everything else. But
1: Seth Rogen's kind of like, he doesn't want to be talking to Michael Shannon's character about this, but he starts telling him about like, or no, Michael Shannon starts the conversation. Cause he says, man, I'm really proud of like what you've accomplished. Like you're, 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 a, a, you're lawyer, a lawyer. You're married. You're I having have, a kid.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he goes, I never had any kids. You were all my children.
1: <laughs> yeah, <and there's, laughs> you're all my kids. You ever think of me as a father figure? and so was like no nope. <laughs> he goes put your tiny hand in mine <laughs> he holds his hand up <laughs> dude put your tiny is that like from a song i don't think why so. does that sound familiar put your tiny hand in mine
2: i don't know should Google it.
1: that i lost my shit <laughs> at that dude because number one it's ridiculous but also like in my short time as a father that's like one of my favorite things is like holding my kid's tiny hand. So I'm just like, yeah, that might just be like a fatherly oh, thing. Oh,
2: shoot. It's a George Michael song called Father Figure. <laughs> Dude, yes.
1: I thought it <laughs> sounded like a lyric. That's hella funny. That's wow, very, that's good. That's very funny. Dude, that's amazing. <laughs> well, that's going to get added, I think, to the, to the Watch Wheel playlist. It might. We'll have to listen to it and see. but But I'm not excited. So then Isaac gets the weed of Christmas future because he makes Isaac take a hit Uh because Isaac's freaking out and he, like, doesn't want to do any more drugs. But he makes him hit the weed. And Isaac goes to a. (laughs) He hits the weed. They're in a club. And he's like, this is the future. This is like 18 years from now or whatever. Mm hmm. And Mr. Green says, all right, I'm going to go get a beer, maybe a dance, because they're at a strip <laughs> club. And maybe. Isaac goes and sits down next to his wife in front of the stage at the strip club, where their 18-year-old daughter is yes. dancing. Yes. Shanley, do you remember the line that uh, Betsy says to her daughter?
0: Is it Pop that pee?
1: <laughs> you hear me, young lady? You pop your pussy. <laughs>
0: And then she's also um, making it rain. Yes, do you know what she she's says
1: to that? Drip, drip, drip. She goes, she goes, drip, drop, drip, drop.
2: After she says that to her, though, that you pop hear that me, young pee. lady. Seth Rogen says, "You don't have to dri- pop that if you don't want to." That's so
1: funny. I love that.
2: Pop that pee is so funny.
1: And then, you hear uh, that young lady, you hear me, young lady? You pop your pussy. <laughs> That I I do honestly, like I really admire Jillian Bell's support of her daughter. Uh I feel like that's on like that's just what dads do at like their kids' sports games. She's at the exact same level of like enthusiasm (laughs) and like coaching from the crowd as a dad would be at a football game. Uh, Only her daughter's actually making money, and football players are just playing football. Mm -hmm. So this is maybe more important.
2: We can all learn. So I admire that. that. I don't think Uh,
1: I can do it.
0: Chris Jennering her daughter.
1: Mm. Okay. So, anyways, this causes Seth Rogen to freak out. And so he's having like a panic attack in the car because of this and all the drugs he's on. And so Mr. Green starts trying to like snap him out of it. And he's like, hey, 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 look at my finger. And Seth Rogen kind of snaps out and he goes, you need to give me a hundred bucks and get the fuck out of my car.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Uh,
1: But I, I did really like that. So then we go back inside. And this is when we find out what you referenced earlier, that Seth Rogan's phone got switched because he walks back in. They're all trying to be quiet. So they don't wake up Chris's mom. And what was the song that it the ringtone starts baby. going off? Mm. Hit me baby. One more time. starts yeah. going off on the phone. But so, yeah, they wake up the mom. They all say hi. She calls out Seth Rogen for smelling like weed. <laughs> um, <laughs> <he smelled laughs> like right away. She's funny. She is very She's funny. good.
2: She's a very tough lady. Uh huh. But so she makes them sit down and have some food. Oh, that's what's in my notes. I didn't know what this was. She says, Are you guys hungry? And and Ethan goes, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I hella relate to that. (laughs) Like, I'm going over my friend's house. The last thing he wants to do is stay at his house for longer. But when the mom (laughs) offers to cook, like, especially, she's clearly cooking them like Christmas leftovers and like something about that is like, This is going to hit. So much, yes. Please have your mom cook leftovers for me. I have a very... Like,
1: I would never feel like that at someone's house. And it would annoy me so much for you to act like that.
2: Well, next time, man.
1: Yeah. So they're sitting down, they're having dinner, they're talking about whatever. It doesn't really matter to get over every detail of it, I don't think. No. The essence of this scene is really Seth Rogen's character starts investigating this phone that he's realizing isn't. Or he doesn't even realize no, it yet. No. But he doesn't realize that even though that's not his ringtone, that it's not his phone. But he's getting text messages from someone named James. He's getting D pics. This scene is hilarious. Yeah. Somebody say something about
2: it. <laughs> I think what's really funny about it is it it doesn't exactly catch him off guard. And maybe it's because everything that's go- been going on around him has been so weird that he's just like always trying to like catch up and like normalize things. Yeah. and So he's tra- so. He's just like, okay, so this is just relax. This is a normal conversation. <laughs> you, need, you need to just, just deal with it.
1: Yeah. That. I mean, he's just smoked some weed. He's on mushrooms. He's on cocaine. He's freaking out. There's a lot going on in his life.
0: Wait, doesn't he also,
1: he's also been drinking.
0: He pops some kind of pills while they're eating.
1: That's yes, true. He did. I, probably. I think it's Molly.
0: Okay. Because so he that says that, that he's happened. on Molly later. But I mean, I don't think
1: he's feeling that yet. True. But but yeah. also it is a movie, so that could be implied. But he, yeah, he's he's definitely he just took some Molly. He's not sure. He, you're totally right. He's not sure what's going on. So he's like not wanting to offend him because he doesn't really <laughs> even know who he's talking to but how it leads to him, like, kind of doubting his sexuality. I think it's also, like, aided by his, like, panic about being a father. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's, like, scared Second about, like... everything. Yeah. yeah, he's scared about, like, not, like, being so set in how his life's going to look from now on. Mm. It's like, maybe I should be with a dude. Uh,
2: which I think is super funny. I, like, he sends him a text that says... That that he touched some somebody's wiener either at by summer accident. Camp, at yeah. summer camp. And the voiceover says, "Why did I tell him that? Wow, this James guy is just so easy to talk to." Yeah, when all he said so far is like, "Do you like my
1: dong? Or do you like it now? And do you want to suck it?" <laughs>
2: See, I didn't even connect that. Like. Nothing that he said has been, like, easy to talk to. <laughs> later, later, he's just speaking his praises like this. Nice, kind, eloquent man. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even put that together.
1: That's <laughs> hella funny. So weird. That's great. When, Shanley, what do you think about this scene?
0: I think it's funny. I think it's a very different, uh, like, response than I would expect from a unsolicited pick
1: um if i ever like i'll probably never experience anything like this ever but if i was to send a pick to somebody and to to a girl and they responded dope dick homie <laughs> i think i'd be a little thrown off <laughs> i think that like i don't know why but that is a very like surprising response and i can't believe that James just rolls with it. That is so funny. I, I do <laughs> like how much he admires James's dong. Because I don't think that he is gay. Uh-huh. Like I don't think it's coming from like a he's like into it place. I think he's just like rolling with it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I feel like it's so crazy how committed he is just like I guess. <laughs> Alright, this is happening. <laughs> like that's just what we're doing now. <laughs> it's super funny.
2: Uh so at this point he explains to ethan what had happened and ethan tells him like this isn't your phone and it just doesn't compute <laughs> with isaac he's like what do you mean and he's like i'm gonna call your phone how do you know their number it's your phone what <laughs> where are we right now <laughs> and he's just panicking yeah I, i've had conversations and then, like then he that. says like that they're
1: at chris's mom he's like why <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that for sure. All of that was real.
0: I feel like I've had many a conversation like that with you, uh-huh. where you have to like ground what is happening. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like I really related to that. Like, I don't realize how messed up I am until I'm remembering a conversation with you. Like, wait, what's going on? <laughs> like, All right, well, I trust, I trust you, so I guess I'll just, you know, roll with this then
1: okay so they have the weed they decide to leave they're gonna go find um are they going to find the phone
2: yeah yeah they're they're walking down the street because uh because he did find my iphone
1: okay they bump right. into the girl somehow okay rebecca right and chris is talking to her he's confronting her for stealing the weed from him at the last place right and she's saying that like she's trying to be like a grinch
2: because they they see her reach into the Salvation Army oh, yeah. bucket with with her sticky bandit glove. <laughs> she does, yeah.
1: It's like Home Alone, she's got like a glove that's sticky, and uh, she says she's she's building a body of work following her Christmas idols like Hans Gruber, the Sticky Bandits, the Grinch, um, which is hilarious that she's like intentionally going out on Christmas to be a villain. <laughs>
2: She, like, starts coming on to him again. Yeah. She said uh, that she doesn't actually know who he is, but she Googled him because he looked like he was, like, a famous douche or whatever. So she looked him, she looked him up, and she says, one thing I didn't consider is me actually liking you. You're so handsome and easy to rob. And she, like, pulls up her sticky banded hand again, and then she got his second batch of weed. They chased down her <laughs> after her in a, down an alleyway that she totally kevin McAllister's them she like throws a bunch of micro machines out and they all slip on them (laughs) (laughs) wait
1: but before they do that right that's when they run back into the car so the they first run back into the red bull limo and they're gonna chase and they go oh like josh you got to chase after her she she stole my (laughs) weed and he says she stole your weed fucking bitch I'm gonna kill her It <laughs> starts driving after him and just like the level of escalation in his like monotone Nathan Fielder voice is so perfect
2: and they have him run all the red lights yeah
1: and so he crashes the car and then they just jump out and they see a horse like a sleigh and so they go try to take that and Isaac's like Josh come on let's go <laughs> Uh, so that doesn't work. Isaac gets her They're chased after her on foot. And I think that's when they end up on a roof. Yeah. And she jumps off like Hans Gruber <laughs> style into, into uh, a trash can. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she totally she does. I mean, she's kind of doing a Grinch thing, I guess, by stealing. Mm-hmm. But then she also yeah, she definitely straight up sticky bandits and Hans Gruber off the building. And Kevin McAllister with the And micro she, machines. Kevin McAllister, but he's not really a villain. But yeah,
2: know, but yeah, but she she gives him like a a moment for a second. She like she she tells Chris what's what because cause she's talking to him about how like he's getting caught up in all these fans, but he's he's not like valuing <laughs> the fact that he's got some friends that want to be with him on Christmas. So mm-hmm. kind of she kind of reaches into his soul for a second before she haunts Gruber's off the roof.
1: Uh, but so then they end up splitting up. Seth Rogan's going to go try to find his phone. I don't know what Chris is doing.
2: I think we misplaced when he's on the roof with her. They split up because he's going to chase her further. Seth Rogan's going to go try to find his phone. Uh, you're Th- right, that's yes. what happens. And then Ethan runs into Jason Manzucas as a Santa Claus. So why don't you talk about the Santa Claus scene
1: and then I'll come back in for the church scene. <laughs> Uh, well, it's, there's not a whole lot to it. Um, I mean, it starts off amazing. I love Jason Manzoukas and it starts off with him and this other dude, both in Santa outfits. And apparently they're, they're in a group of people that dress up as Santa and go around town just like on a bar crawl, basically doing the same I, thing.
2: I think they call it like, the, it's the Santa crawl or yeah, something, something like <laughs> that. <laughs> and that deeply and offends Ethan. They're,
1: they're like peeing in like a little, like like lower level on the like down from the sidewalk.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: There's like a little entryway and they're peeing in it. Hey, the first, Ethan kind of considers that maybe he'll join up with them because he says there are two guys who just don't care to care about Christmas at all either. But then he looks at them and he's deeply offended that they're acting a full dressed as Santa. he just like, when you put on that suit, you take a sacred oath. And, yeah. he's like, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so then he fights them. And then Jason Manzukis is hilarious in the scene. The other guy's funny too, but yeah. Jason Manzukis just, uh, he's just decking Joseph Gordon Levitt in the face and he says, I teach ter- third grade, bitch. I shape our nation's youth. And he's yeah. like kicking him across the face. That's pretty much all that happens to Ethan.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, so he's having a rough time. And Seth Rogen is wandering
2: around, still all drugged out, like kind of loses his way. He's, he's trying to figure out how to, to read the, find my iPhone on Sarah's phone that he's holding.
1: Yeah. And so he goes to ask for help and he's having a conversation <laughs> with, uh, a dude named Spencer and his family and his dogs. And he asks Spencer to hold his phone and he holds Spencer's cane. And it turns out that the whole group is a nativity scene outside of a Catholic church. <laughs>
2: Can I pet your dogs? Like, yeah, yeah, sure. They're friendly. <laughs> they talk. All dogs talk. <laughs> um, <laughs> Who voices Spencer? Because he's so funny.
1: I don't know, but yeah, they they were hilarious.
2: And then, I like tried the... looking
0: it up, it doesn't show on IMDb. Really? Was yeah.
2: Spencer um, Joseph? I think so. <laughs> and the funny thing is, he kind of uh, he <laughs> like he like hesitates. <laughs> When, when Seth goes, what's your name, man? Uh, Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I love gosh. that he
1: introduces his friends and it's like the wise men. Like, hey, man. What's up?
2: <laughs> uh, that's what I have that in my notes. I have, I'm Isaac. What's up, man? Hey. <laughs> yeah. <what>
1: <laughs> so Spencer snaps out of it because... Uh, I, sorry, Isaac, Isaac snaps out of it because his wife sees him as she's entering for midnight mass at the church and he's like oh hey yeah, and she's and, like
0: get out of here you yeah. need to leave now
1: so he's trying to like introduce her to like the people that were helping him he's like oh this this guy spencer <laughs> is like beautiful family. beautiful interracial family <laughs> 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 um, but so yeah Shanley, you, you touched on that you've already felt like We had a pattern in most of our 20s where, like, one of us would be the one getting more intoxicated, and the other one would kind of shift into a caretaker role. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I was more often the one who would come home like this. So, like, if we were out together, we'd both have a couple drinks, and like, one of us might drink some more. But, like, there's many nights when I came home to completely sober Shanley, and I was pretty wasted.
0: Yeah, uh, you sure were. <laughs> did
1: you feel like you connected to this scene at all?
0: Oh, yes.
1: Can you bring up anything from this scene that was especially personal?
0: I mean, I feel like, like Seth Rogen's character, like, you were kind of a, an adorable drunk where you'd just be like, really sweet and like personable, uh-huh. but it's just like innocent. I, yeah, charming. I love I love you, and I love this. <laughs> but this like where we are right now, like the setting and like who we're around, is just not the right time to be talking. Like uh-huh. shh, like take go away, take it elsewhere, tone it down. <laughs> and so I feel like her constantly telling him like Yeah, yeah, okay, like stop talking." sit down like or everyone's sitting sit with us and just <laughs> felt very like reminiscent of that
1: i really love that he's like trying he to he's... like snap out of it and like act like he has it more together than he really has it
2: yeah uh he starts singing um songs from temple in hebrew yes <laughs> they like, don't do that here <laughs> It's like, I, why?
1: It's the same God. <laughs> that was hella funny. When they're walking. I do love. That's what I was going go to go to. You go. You, know, you go. I talked a lot.
2: Uh, when they're walking in the building because her family's there, she reminds. Me, she's
1: like. Dude. She's like. Sorry, but the stress of her telling him to leave so many times, he's like, which way do I go? And he keeps running And he back and keeps and like forth. going back and forth and coming back to her. Like, again. What, she's like what do Get I do out with of
2: the here. cane? Yeah. <laughs> so stressful and hilarious. She, she's trying to. Cover for him. She's like, "Oh no! Well, Isaac's here with his friends." He goes, "I don't know where my friends are right now." <laughs> yeah. They're walking up into the church, and and she's like telling him that he's got to hold it together. And he calls back. He says, "I'm your rock." And she goes, "You look like a crack rock." <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> is a very good Dude.
2: And
1: so then she makes him put the cane down. <laughs> As they're like halfway up the steps into the church, and he literally just leans over and drops it right there. And it slides But like up at the an steps. angle, yeah, down the steps. So it like rolls loudly down. <laughs> so good. You look like a crack rock.
2: <laughs> so funny. Oh,
1: man. Yeah, I loved that. And so then in the church.
2: He's imagining I, a baby. I don't think he's imagining it. I think no, there's I'm, really a baby staring. No, there is. At him. I'm, I was saying he's imagining that a baby is saying F you to him. <laughs> Yes,
1: so there is the baby, and it is staring at him. And I like that they even reference, like, everyone standing up and then sitting down. Because I've pretty much only been to Catholic churches for, like, events, you know? Like, Like, occasionally holidays. Okay. And, like, weddings or, like, a baptism or, like, a funeral or stuff like that. Yeah. I feel like I haven't really been to just like a regular Catholic mass. Um, but I've always been very confused
2: at like the, when do I kneel? Formality of like (laughs)
1: standing, kneeling, sitting, like it does shift. Always sunny does a really good bit on that. But, uh, Shanley, you went to Catholic school until you were like 13.
0: I sure did.
1: How did it hit you as like Seth Rogen's behavior?
0: I feel like honestly, I can't remember when I dragged you to go to Mass with my family.
1: Oh my god, you did that?
0: I'm sure I did. I don't think so. Okay, there was some I reason. I think I
1: wanted to go for years and you wouldn't bring me.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Some reason, we are at church together and I feel like because I grew up going to a Catholic school and going to Mass, like the ceremony or like knowing the cues and what is expected at those times, like it doesn't. I don't realize it, but she's like, "Oh yeah, this, this is normal to me," but then taking you to mass and seeing your confusion—that like it's not innate for you to so like, "Oh yeah, this is now the time to kneel. This this is the proper response at this time." It like is very reminiscent for me, just like, "Oh yeah, this isn't normal for you. This isn't something you grew up with."
1: Yeah, it's very funny. I feel like things like, uh, like, there's a part where everyone says like, "And also with you" or something. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, really thrown off by that.
2: It's crazy how everyone just learns it. Yeah, no, so so I was raised Catholic. Um, are you Catholic again? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not. But then we, we started going to a Protestant church when I was, like, 10. But I, I've definitely gone back to Catholic churches since then, like you've said, Jimmy, for, like, holidays and occasions. And, like, what you're describing, Shanley, is, like, I, as a young man, 10 maybe 15 years after having left the catholic church i'm standing in this building and i and i don't even notice my mouth is saying along with the entire congregation lord hear our prayers and like like following the liturgy like not even consciously doing it just mm-hmm. slipping back into it it's it's very surreal it's it's an odd thing
1: so i felt more like seth rogan <laughs> in this scene cuz it was very confusing to me being in there and I'm also very distracted. I feel like I get kind of lost in Catholic Church. So, And I think everyone does. I don't think that's just me. But like, because yeah. I'm so unfamiliar with it, I just kind of am taking everything in. And I feel like I always end up making eye contact with people and feeling <laughs> weird about it. Okay. So Seth Rogen locking eyes with this baby that some lady is holding. And then the drugs make him think the baby <laughs> is like saying F you to him.
0: <laughs> to be fair, I feel like... I have noticed that kids, especially small kids, like to like really like looking at you and like it will be stuck on. like. Yeah,
1: I fascinate small children. Yeah, it's, it's unpleasant. But also I fascinate everyone. Like people look at me a lot. People stare at this all day.
2: You need to so tell them I'm like, look, like I'm, I'm I'm also a person and,
1: and I'm married. Mm hmm point to the ring and shake my head but yeah so Seth Rogen's freaking out his wife's telling him to shut up and then he sees uh, the crucifix who's that yeah he's like who's that guy and she says it's Jesus and he starts freaking out about like oh they think we did that to him can you tell I'm Jewish yeah (laughs) yeah He's got the giant uh star of David sweater on in the Catholic church. It's so funny. Is that inappropriate? No. Like is it kind of like repping like the up the like opposite team the at OA a sports team? game? Yeah.
2: No. Not at all.
1: I don't I mean I don't know if you have the authority to say that. I Feel like if I showed up in like I mean people always say I look like Seth Rogen so I probably pass for Jewish. Okay. I Feel like if I showed up at uh Catholic mass like super Jewed out Let's I see. feel like people would be weird about it mm. you don't think so? No. to be into it?
2: I think so they just...
1: like call me up on stage be like yo we got one
2: I think they would
1: yeah, yeah. Like, lift me up in a chair
2: I've been around a demographic of Christians who are just like super love Jewish people so I think that this, this would were they Catholic? no
1: Catholics, I feel like, are a difficult group.
2: Yeah, maybe. Maybe in a Catholic church it would be a little different. I feel Let's like not I forget like... that racist Melly Gibson is is a Catholic and he had the tirade on yes. the anti-Semitic tirade.
1: I feel like if all of Christianity was like the NFL, okay. that the Catholic church would be the Raiders. Where it's like but... the most intimidating... And, like, intense oh. fan base really? of Christianity. I mean, I think so. I mean, sure, there's, like, the crazy people that show up at, like, the military stuff with signs and, like, yeah. protesting and, like, gay bashing and stuff. Okay. But I think that they might be Catholic, too. I don't know. Okay. Um, but either way, I feel like Catholics is, like, like serious. The like, they're, like, intense. Like, it's like, oh, man. Like, they they're probably very nice people, just like the Raiders fans. Because mm. uh, I am a Raider fan, but I feel like from the outside it's like that's that's serious. Like most casual fans, I think wouldn't hesitate to go to most sports games. Okay, but when it's like, oh, you want to go watch the Raiders like at a home game, people might be like, ugh, that seems like a lot. I don't know.
2: Yeah. I have definitely heard that. What do they what did they used to call the the black hole? The black hole. That's right. Yeah. I never went there cuz it's very scary sounding.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. The black hole.
0: I like it. I think it sounds cool. I
1: mean, people who are willing to like wear spiked shoulder pads and helmets (laughs) and like war paint to go watch a team that loses most of their games. (laughs) Like that's an intense group of people to be around. It's like you guys lose and you're still doing this. Like that's wild. So yeah, I think, uh, I think that's it. So Seth Rogen's freaking out and he has like a panic attack and he runs out throwing up and screaming, we did not kill Jesus. We didn't do that. <laughs> Which is, I feel like I would lose it, like laughing if I was there. Yeah. But no one did. And that kind of bothered me. I was upset that no one else in the church was laughing. There had to be some teenagers whose parents, like, made them go there, who were dying. A guy in a Star of David David sweater stands up in the middle of Mass, throws up, and screams, we did not kill Jesus.
0: I don't know. Catholic church environment is very, like, cold and sterile, and Hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's because I spent a lot of my childhood between, like, intimidating nuns and my grandma. So going to church with mm. them and having like ferocious pinch. Pinches, or, yeah.
2: Oh yeah. Uh, did you get toe pinched or hand pinched?
0: Toe pinched. What is that?
2: It's a Filipino thing where old Filipino ladies can pinch you between their their big toe and their index toe.
0: Oh, I've no, not okay. I didn't get to experience that. Good for you. But not I, I didn't got...
2: I didn't have a lot of matriarchal Filipino women in my life.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah.
2: But maybe I should be that matriarchal Filipino woman for my children. You should. Yes, please. Okay. It's
1: funny when the two Filipino people I live with mention something that's Filipino, but neither one of you experienced it.
2: Yeah. (laughs) We know what's what. (laughs)
0: All right. Um, In between intense pinches and ferocious glares, just know that church time is not time to be fooling around.
2: Yeah, my mom used to like twist our like hair. Like a almost like a hair pull thing when we would mess around in church. There were there were people in in the Catholic church we used to go to who had like in in our ears very funny accents and so we would be laughing and my mom would just be like yeah.
1: That's <laughs> staying <didn't> in. Me- <laughs> Um So okay, so he leaves, all of our friends reunite at the train station to go catch yeah. the train, the F train. Wink. <laughs> um, nice. They're going to go catch the train to Nut the party. Ball. Yeah. Because they don't have a limo anymore. Yes. <laughs> and they just abandoned Joshua. But So so they go and... They, they invited him on the sleigh, to they, be fair. Yes, they did. <laughs> Isaac did. Uh, they start fighting on the train. And it's not... I mean, it's important to the plot, I guess. Yeah, well, but it, I don't think it, it's really important.
2: It comes out me. that... Uh, Chris is taking steroids. They
1: accuse him of it. Uh-huh. That, like, that's why suddenly at 31, his career is taking off. hmm And Seth Rogen taps back into real drug user portrayal because in the middle of them all arguing on the train, so Ethan calls out Chris for taking drugs and being a phony. Chris takes off his sweater. For caring about, like, his new fake friends more than them. Yeah. Chris takes off his... Uh, sweater that Ethan got him and is like, the sweater is racist and I'm not wearing it. And it's stupid. And Isaac starts screaming and he's like, You guys shut up. You're ruining my trip. <laughs> uh, which I felt like he didn't say it in a way that was like he didn't care about them, but it's like he's like, Dude, like you guys fighting is bumming me out. And it's ruining my <laughs> trip.
0: I didn't even like pick up that he said that line
1: at all oh yeah he says it and I loved it because I was like dude like I definitely have felt that where it's like fight tomorrow like <laughs> you guys are ruining the night then knock it off because hmm. uh, with drugs there's always like a, a timer that's counting down back to sobriety uh-huh. and you really hate to waste anything on that once you start getting there so I really appreciated that I was like yeah that's true because you can screw up the rest of your night just because the fight got too real Hmm. And because his whole thing is that he's basically trying to have one more like fun, youthful night. Yeah. And suspending it with it. Watching his friends fight is like the worst thing for that. That's good. And then they walk in. Too and in this also, one last thing about this, like the fact that they are having this fight and then it just cuts to them walking from the train into the party. Yeah. It was like, dude, that's friends too. That's like, super real. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah, that yeah. it's like, we all know we're still friends, but we're mad, but we're just going to keep going with it. Like, yeah, no one left and is like, I'm going home. Screw you guys. Yeah. Like that also can happen, but I appreciated that it's like when you're real, like real, real friends, that it's like, all right, like we're mad, but we're also going to just go to the party.
2: I agree. Yeah. So
1: that was, I liked that. It really, it was like, there's so many small details in this. That made it like a real friends movie. Mm-hmm. That like, I think strengthens it as a holiday film.
2: Yeah, that's what I was kind of getting at um, earlier on. Th- these are kind of like the warm fuzzy holiday feelings <laughs> that are that are present in this very very adult story. But
1: yeah, but it's especially cool just because it's not like most movies where it's like someone gives a speech at the climax of the movie that shows that they've like grown or changed or whatever. Yeah. The whole movie is just a portrait of what like adult friendships that have been living for years, like what they feel like. And and it's cool. Right. But So they go in, they go into the liquor store, they hand the dude at the um, counter their tickets and he lets them into the back room.
2: Did you guys think that they were in the wrong place? Because I totally, I totally did. did. I thought he, like, I thought he was going to steal the tickets.
1: Yeah, he puts them into the um, like a walk-in freezer.
2: <laughs> and I was like, dude, he's just going to leave them in the freezer. Like They're going to be stuck in there. That's what I thought was going to happen, yeah. And uh, I was really disappointed because at the runtime, I was thinking, like we're, we're in the resolve of the movie. If they're locked in the freezer, then the story is going to be, and we didn't get to go to the Nutcracker Ball. Yeah, but we were closer as friends and I was really disappointed at that point.
1: Yeah, I thought they were going to like resolve their argument in there and uh, like, yeah, something. But yeah, no, that's just the entrance to the party.
2: <laughs> it's on a train through a lit tunnel. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: <laughs> it was very like Thor Ragnarok.
2: It was, yeah.
1: Yes, yeah, so they enter into this party and it looks like a regular like nightclub party. I mean, it's cool. It looks like a cool place or whatever, but like. It just felt like a club. Yeah. <laughs> but they walk in there and they bump into whatever the Diana white white Messiah oh, yeah, guy. Yeah. That's just like the football player. That's what they call him. Uh-huh. They bump into him and he's like, oh, yeah, dude, we have tons of weed. Like, I forgot I even asked you for that. So Chris kind of wasted his whole night trying to chase down weed. Yeah. So that's resolved. Then Ethan sees Diana. Diana. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Isaac and Sarah switch phones back and they're both like, you didn't look through my phone, did you? Like there's super <laughs> yeah. sensitive stuff on here. Um, And I, I, I like that Ethan or not Ethan. I like that Isaac is concerned about people seeing the that video, video that he made because it's like no one else is going to care. Well, so like his logic though, his logic is about it.
2: that she's mad at him. Because oh yeah, he and she works in, with Betsy. That he bled into her drink. So out of anger towards him, that she would send Betsy the video. Yeah,
1: that's a good point. <laughs> she just says like she didn't look at his phone. She's like, did you look at my phone? She asked him a second time. <laughs> oh, yeah, and he's like, look, nice job by the way. Like that's pretty nice. And she's like, oh my god, like do you do you think it's a lot? Like do you think it's too much for me? And he's like, admits that he was he thought that it was for him and he was like you know what like I'm gonna hunker down and take this thing like I think I can do it and then he says he tells her that
2: she can handle it she goes really thank you (laughs) she's like really flattered Uh,
1: but then he says something like it's like a really nice cock (laughs) and then James Franco turns around (laughs) from behind her and says my favorite line of the movie I'm just gonna spoil it right now he says yo did somebody say cock (laughs) (laughs) and With like a giant smile on his face, and it begins like my second favorite character of the movie. Okay, James Franco is so amazing. Like I can't imagine how someone can be so charming instantly. Like he turns around in a leather jacket and a beanie, and says, "Yo, did somebody say cock?" And I'm instantly like, "I'm in. This guy's awesome." <laughs>
2: And James Franco invites both Sarah and Isaac to go dance with them, yeah, <laughs> the three of them are dancing, but it's really just Isaac and James grinding on each other yeah
1: they're they're like super hitting it off. um I really like enjoy them together. I don't know what their friendship is like in real life, but in uh pineapple Express. pineapple Express in that uh this is the end in the interview. Like, they're just adorable to watch together. Mm. I feel like I can't think of a duo that has better chemistry than Seth Rogen and James Franco. Can you guys? Mm.
2: I don't feel particularly partial to this pair, but people feel that way. No, I'm not talking about what you said. People feel that way towards Jimmy Fallon and Justin Timberlake because they're like best buds, I guess. I don't feel any particular. What are they in together? Life. I don't know. Justin Timberlake's so always on the Fallon show, and they're buddying up all the huh. time. Um, Weird.
1: Shanley, this is the best part for you to jump in on.
2: Chris Farley and David Spade.
1: Okay. Shanley, do you uh, love Seth Rogen and James Franco together? Yes, I do. Can you think of an equal or better duo
0: I mean, I kind of want to say like a, a duo that comes to mind is um, Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. But I, I don't think that they're better.
1: Oh, no. Definitely
0: not. Um, hmm. Will Ferrell and John C. Riley maybe. But again, I don't think they're better.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And Kevin Hart. And, oh, no. No, oh Sean yeah. William Scott.
2: <laughs> no,
1: yeah. Okay, not it. this boy's pain too.
2: <laughs> Con labos, what the guy? It's Rosario Dawson. Yeah, I know who it is.
1: Okay. Um, all right. Well, anyways, thank you for making that weird. Um, <laughs> I love them. Do you? You still love James Franco? Not as much. Anymore. Because of the accusations. What are the accusations?
0: I think the accusations are him being gross. Yep. And Icky
1: even. Like gropy or like rapey? I think I've heard that he... So he was a teacher at several schools. I think at UCLA and at CalArts and at a few other places. Okay. And that he was like sexually suggestive with his students but I don't know for sure I I think it's just like vaguely all over the place he was like being like the most powerful or like famous person in the room and kind of exploiting that to like offer like hinting at like offering help in people's careers or whatever for sexual favors
2: does that put a little bit of a a dark shadow on this that he's sending D-picks?
0: I mean, a little bit.
2: Hmm.
1: But... So anyways, they're great together. <laughs> I really enjoy them, and I really enjoy them doing this whole scene together. Grinding and I like that other. James Franco is playing James Franco in it. <laughs> yeah, That's pretty funny. Meanwhile, Ethan's talking to Miley Cyrus.
2: Yeah, he happens to find Miley Cyrus there. And uh, as we brought up before, uh, Wrecking Ball is Diana's jam. And over the course of discussing with Miley Cyrus, to whom he refers to as Miley Cyrus, <laughs> full, full name the entire time. No Miley Cyrus. I, feel I don't like want to be Most that
1: celebrities I would have to do that with. <laughs> really? Yeah, like if I met like Keanu Reeves, I'd be like, oh my God, what's up, Keanu Reeves? That's crazy. <laughs> like, I can't just be like, hey, Keanu.
2: I, I Mr. Like Reeves,
1: Vin Diesel. I couldn't be like, "Hey, Vin, how are you, Vin?"
0: Mm, that's a good
2: M- one. Mr. Diesel. No, I'm not calling
1: a grown man Mister.
2: Monsieur Diesel. Would you call him Monsieur? You should call me Monsieur Des- Diesel. No, thank <laughs> you. You should. I won't. I want that from now on. Not even if there's a fire. And the, you know oh, who it
1: is? I just got it. Ready for this? Huh. It is. Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn.
2: Yeah. They're fun together. They're good. Yeah. Especially in Wedding Crash. Or
1: Owen Wilson and Ben Stiller. Or (laughs) Owen Wilson.
2: Just Owen Wilson
1: is like a mature James Franco. Mm,
2: I see that. (laughs) While discussing with Miley Cyrus, he realizes that that he loves Diana and he's ready to make the next take it to the next step and miley cyrus influences him to propose to diana from the stage in the
1: middle of a duet of wrecking ball on stage
2: and she says you gotta stop calling me miley cyrus what should i call you then she goes hannah i'm just kidding i'm drunk let's go do this (laughs) (laughs) which i liked that was was funny
1: but it also bums me out because she has like addiction problems which i think she's doing well with now Awesome. She's pretty open about it, and like, she's cool. But like, yeah, I feel like it's kind of sad. It's like, oh, she—that re- was like real. Like she, <laughs> she, she really was struggling with alcohol.
2: Oh, time. that sucks. Yeah. So she comes out, and we're gonna she's...
1: keep bringing up the sad parts now.
2: So Miley Cyrus comes out and is singing "Wrecking Ball," and uh, Diana's losing her mind about it, and Miley calls out, and she goes, "What's your name again?" And he's like, no, she's
1: better than that though she says uh, I want to bring my friend up here and he's got something important to say what's your name again I <laughs> think she says what's your fucking name again yeah there's <laughs> enough somewhere in there yeah. or what the fuck's your name I think that's what it is yeah. Yeah. it's the idea of saying I want to bring my friend up here what the fuck's your name
2: <laughs> and he sings wrecking really ball and includes basically what you and I do when <laughs> he's like I don't know the words to this song in in mm-hmm. tune but then uh, he straight up proposes to Diana and you see different faces throughout the room. You see she Diana's floored by this and both Chris and Isaac are like, ooh don't nope. know if you should have done that.
1: Okay, that's hilarious. That's such a Matt interpretation of it. Go on, continue. And
2: then she says yes and then everyone freaks out including Chris and Isaac. That was my interpretation. Mm-hmm. What are, What are you saying?
1: So I I uh... They look, like, nervous about it, and then, like, she says yes, and they cut to Chris, and he's like, no! Like, like no, piss! Like, he's like, I don't know how to say it better than doing it, but he's not just like, oh, that's a bad idea. He screams no when she agrees to marry Ethan. Like, he's like not down. He's like don't do this, dude. And uh I think so are you Isaac saying is
0: saying that Chris is like not disapproving of the situation, but just bummed out that he's going to be the last one that isn't married?
1: No. What are you talking about? My point is is that uh I think Isaac has a similar sentiment to this and Chris is definitely like it's it's the most in line with Vince Vaughn in old school, old school. Don't do it. It's the most of mine with Vince Vaughn in old school. That, don't do it. He's trying to talk his friend out of it, basically. I mean, he's not trying to talk to him right then, but he's like upset. He's like, "Damn it, dude! Like, you, this is a mistake. Like, don't do that." I don't think it's that he is upset that he's single. Or I thought or I that thought that no was weird.
2: like like I can't believe it. Like this is crazy. That's what I. No,
1: yeah. no way, dude.
2: Really? I think he is like. I'll have to see it again.
1: I think I, both times I was pretty confident. It's was like, dude, I think even when friends are happy for their friends for being with someone, all bros don't want their bros to get married. Like, I feel like we all kind of have like a, it's, we all know it's a mistake. Don't do it. Kind of vibe. <laughs> and it was just like are like bummed out to watch our friends make the same mistake we all end up doing.
2: I don't know about that, man.
1: I think that's what it is. I think it's like the vibe. I think it's like, no one wants to see their friend do that. (laughs) I think that's a thing. I think it's a thing. And I think it's in a ton of movies. And I feel like we all kind of, when you got engaged, I was like, Oh shit, (laughs) dude, don't do it. (laughs) I was like everything I could to be respectful of your decision without, I know this isn't going to be in but, like, to <laughs> be like, Oh, this sucks.
2: Well, no, what was your, what did you think Isaac thought of this?
1: I mean, they were less focused on him. They double, they went to Chris looking not into it before or like during the proposal. And then they went to him immediately after she says, yes, he's like, no, like, I don't, I don't think it's him like shocked that she said yes. Hmm. I think it's him being like, oh, fuck.
3: Mm. that
1: that's my interpretation. So I really like that. And I wrote down, I love all the friends not being happy about him getting engaged. And then I think they all act supportive because I think that's what friends do. Like when they see him after they're like, dude, congratulations. Like I'm so happy for you because they're your friends. That's what you support each other. But like, mm. like everyone's kind of like, Shit. that's uh, whoops. I liked it.
2: But uh, she wasn't genuinely accepting his proposal. She, yeah. was, she was just because there was a crowd of people around. And uh, that really disappoints him. So he goes up on a roof and he has his uh, encounter with Mr. Green.
1: <laughs> also, sorry. When Diana's saying no to Ethan,
2: uh-huh.
1: uh, she's explaining why she said yes. And she's like, because you're with Miley, and I don't want Miley to think that I hate love. <laughs> um, and that's I don't good. know why, but that, like, made so much sense to me. It's like, dude, like, that she idolizes Miley Cyrus, and she's like, doesn't want to let her down by, like, embarrassing her for doing this proposal, helping with this proposal. Yeah. Like, that's such a funny thing to... I was really scared that whenever I proposed to Shanley that if it was in front of people, she might say yes to not ruin the moment and then tell me no privately later on.
0: Yep, there was a good chance of that.
1: I still kind of expect it any day now.
0: (laughs) I, I feel like I told you pretty early on that kind of proposal is like my worst nightmare. That is like totally not what I would want. Being put on the spot like that, this is like...
1: What if I like did it at like a baseball game no on like the screen no like
0: the okay I was totally expecting Yankee another Stadium. three different what, what about this one to which the answer is already no
2: having been raised on movies l- like this I thought that that's like the most romantic thing to do and my girlfriend who who became my wife was very clear early on like that's that's not actually the way this works if you did that I would say no <laughs> and embarrass you in front of the entire stadium so don't do anything weird like that so I proposed like in the dark <laughs> nobody else was around just a one on one dinner it was uh, the, the opposite of what, uh, <laughs> what I thought
1: you were supposed to do in the romantic place in all of Foster City mm-hmm. LJR Park mm-hmm. right next to the amphitheater mm-hmm. and you had me help you set it up you did and then I was like Hey, and I'll, like, wait nearby. And then when she says yes, so I'll, like, come and spray champagne and celebrate. And you were like, no, you go away, and I don't want to talk to you again. <laughs> and it really hurt my feelings. So then I went and put a voodoo curse on your marriage. <laughs>
2: you Papa jocked it?
1: Yeah. F a shock.
2: <laughs> so, Mr. Green and Ethan's encounter? So they
1: go up on the roof, and... or So Ethan goes up on the roof... Mr. Green's up there. He says what well, you called right off the bat that it's his party. Yeah. Um, and
2: twenty years ago, I read The Great Gatsby.
1: <laughs> yeah, and he said he loves the book, and that the movie was okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't even know this, but he he says 3D gives me a headache, but I'm a sucker for Leo. <laughs> I didn't. Did they really make that movie in 3D? They did. Yeah.
2: That's hilarious. Why? Because everything was in 3D at that time.
1: Is that why they make a big deal out of that scene where he like holds a glass out? Like, uh-huh. So I don't know if the listeners know this, but I can't see 3D really. <laughs> um, I
2: think they can hear it in your voice. Yeah,
1: I sound like a guy who can't see in 3D. <laughs> um, I don't think that's true. Like, I feel like I can see in 3D, but they tell me I can't. <laughs> but I do notice when I go to 3D movies, like... I it looks like a regular movie, but worse and more expensive. Except for a few times in our twenties, that like I started using more THC, and I would notice like three D movies suddenly started working on me a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So like maybe if I get stoned, I can see in three D a little bit.
2: We keep that in mind. I used to always forget about that and order us. Like book book showings in 3D, and you're like, Well, this sucks. Yeah, I was like, This
1: is gonna cost <laughs> you more money, and I'm gonna like it less. This sucks.
0: Doesn't it give you a headache, too?
1: It
2: does give me, but headache. you're a sucker for Leo.
1: Yeah, I am a sucker for Leo. <laughs> um, but so he, he he uh he asks Ethan if he liked Miley, and he's like, Yeah, Miley was great. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we both know that Miley was flawless. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ethan, you and I both know Miley was flawless. What's really bothering you? <laughs> it is hilarious. So then he smokes the weed of Christmas past, and he sees, he takes a hit, and it goes back to the first year that they did Christmas Eve together. Yeah. Um, where Seth Rogen has beads in his beard, and it's like goatee. <laughs>
2: it's like a braided yeah. goatee.
1: and they're, they're packing up at Ethan's parents' house after his parents died. mm And And they they, share a cry. They come up with a whole plan of what they're going to do that day to have fun together. Yeah. And then they go to light up a joint. And Ethan's like, dude, you can't do that. Uh, And Seth Rogen, I I thought this was funny, but Seth Rogen's like, I just assumed we could now (laughs) Uh, because his parents aren't there. And I thought that was hilarious. But you seemed kind of like taken aback by that and like offended almost. Is that how you felt? Was that like
2: harsh to you? It felt harsh, but it is funny and it goes off well because Ethan's like oh yeah that's crazy I'd be surprised if it didn't go well
1: like it's I wouldn't it never would have crossed my mind that that would be not okay to say to somebody (laughs) how about you Shanley because we all know I'm socially different than many people things that wouldn't offend most people I would say without thinking twice
0: yep Um...
1: did it seem uh, inappropriate to you
0: I don't know. I feel like I wouldn't have said that. You know, <laughs> like there's truth in what he's saying, but yeah, I wouldn't have said that.
1: But yeah, so so he does that, and he's like talking to Mr. Green. and He's bummed out that his friends don't need him anymore, uh, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, you don't think they need you?" And they they see Isaac and Chris got kicked out of the bar, and they are.
2: There's are security guards there who are dressed up like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> yeah,
1: and they're arguing and fighting with them trying to get back in to get their friend. The, they're like, we need our friend.
2: <laughs> I got your nose. He rips the Rudolph nose off. Yeah. Him. I got your nose, a <laughs> <laughs>
1: They kind of have a real moment with Ethan. Yeah, and Seth Rogen said a line that really hit me. I think now that I'm a dad, this resonated, but uh, he says... You have a good reason to be making excuses but it's just ruining your life. Yeah. And I was like, damn dude, like that's a pretty deep Yeah. Like real message that I think I need to hear sometimes and I think a lot of people in our generation maybe do. It's like, yeah, like you can have good excuses for why things aren't going well, but like you still have to do something about it.
2: Yeah, that's good because it like it acknowledges the the trauma and the difficulties. It doesn't just discount it. Mhm. But gives value to doing something else I I really related to what Ethan says that feeds into that though because he goes I think she, what she really wanted me to do is just some normal thing it's just a regular thing but I'm an abnormal person and <laughs> abnormal things have happened to me and like I felt that this is like why can't I just be normal why do I have to do these big gestures and screw things up like I that hit me pretty hard so then there's the pregnancy. Seth goes he he got his phone back. Isaac gets his phone back and he looks He goes, "I have 96 missed calls." Yeah. That that hit me that made my stomach turn cuz I'm like, "Well, the last time you saw your wife, you puked all over a church and her family was there." Like <laughs> I felt I was like, "Oh no, he's yeah. in
1: so much trouble." They they're running to go to the hospital cuz she might be giving birth. And Ethan says,
2: are you talking about the car? Yeah. <laughs> so they find it. They find Mr. Green's car and it's open and the keys are in it. And <laughs> Ethan says, Isaac, can you drive? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he says, I'm just kidding. Get in the back <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's Doing drugs for the last 12 hours. I <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> think he says, I'm totally kidding. Get in the back <laughs> Yeah.
0: <laughs> also, like... His wife is going into labor, so he's, like, the most panicked person right now. He should not be the one driving.
1: Yeah, I guess. But I I feel like if anyone ever asks me if I'm okay to drive, I'm going to say yes.
0: (laughs) I I know this It's just how it goes. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: They leave uh, Mr. Green standing on uh, the sidewalk by himself. And as the car exits the frame, (laughs) Mr. Green says, well, I guess I finally earned these. He sprouts wings and f- ascends into heaven. Is that a Red Bull joke? Uh, probably not right <laughs> Probably I mean,
1: you didn't drink a red bull you smoking yeah. weed but, <laughs> okay um, yeah, so oh my God, I know what your favorite line's gonna be now. I just realized it. okay, so yeah, so so the end of the movie is that they're I guess gonna still keep a tradition of just like having a grown up Christmas together. Yeah, because
2: Ethan a, ends up with
1: Diana. Um, yeah, Ethan ends up with Diana, and they're cool. They have like a jokey back and forth on the porch. Uh, Isaac goes to the hospital, and his wife is like appreciative that he's like Freaking not out. being phony yeah. anymore. That he kind of like admits to being scared and having some doubts. Um, because yeah. she's like feel she felt bad being the only one who felt like that. So she's, like, comforted by him being real, even though she doesn't like watching his whole video of talking shit to their baby. Um, She laughs at it. She does laugh, but she also shuts it off. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I do really appreciate, like, their willingness to accept, like, yeah, we don't, like, we're scared, and, like, we don't really know what we're doing, and, like, I don't know. I feel like with being parents now, or, like, just going through all of pregnancy and the new parenthood. I feel like there's so many things that we pe- were expected to say or feel or think. Yeah. And just, like, having someone finally admit, like, oh, yeah, I don't necessarily feel that way. It's not natural for me. This is, like, kind of scary. Yeah. It's and very comforting.
2: Totally. And they, and they kind of, like, um. they really... They they swap places when, when necessary, and that's kind of the way relationships go. You know, sometimes one of you feels really stronger than the other times. Another one, that person feels weaker, and then back and forth. And her being on the precipice of going into labor, she was actually feeling really good about it. At this point, she gets to be his rock.
1: Yep, his Dwayne Johnson.
0: <laughs> this is a very sweet moment.
2: I, I love that their relationship doesn't have any of the... Uh, annoying wife annoying in-law tropes you know I, I wasn't looking forward to him being in so much trouble for puking I wasn't looking forward to her family hating him I wasn't looking forward to him like cheating on her on the night of like their their relationship full commitment like I really appreciated that
0: no but, for sure I, f- I felt that too like I f- I feel like she was the one who was like Gave him the drugs, <laughs> the drugs supporting yeah. him to have, like, a fun night out with his friends. She covered for him with her family. Like, she allowed him to be vulnerable and, like, express his insecurities. Yeah. You know, they are like, this is a good relationship. I'm yeah. glad that they have that.
1: So, yeah, so so Chris has um, Chris. his ending with his mom where he admits to her that he's been juicing and that they're going to kind of confess to yeah. the public about it. And so he knows that she's still like proud of him and supports him. And so everyone kind of gets like a, not like forced, but not super clean. Yeah. Like tidying up of their situation. Mm-hmm. And then um, they go to a year later and they're all having Christmas dinner together. And it mm-hmm. seems Pretty normal. I really didn't care for the, like... The lullaby. Sing, singing, it, yeah. rapping to the baby. Mm. Um, it, was, what, it was fine, I guess. But it, did, it felt unnecessary. Like, I think that was supposed to be, like, a cute ending. But it was just like, I don't care, really. Mm. It would have been fine if they just, like, faded out at the dining table yeah. to the end. Well, so then we go to a character we didn't even talk about yet. Um, Tracy Morgan as Santa, Santa Claus. Who was reading a story to the
2: elves... Is that all time is that also somewhat a callback to Chris's sweatshirt because Tracy the real Santa Claus yeah maybe yeah that's a good connection <laughs> he's, he's reading the story to all his elves including mr. Green who's his son yes yeah, <laughs> who's so <it's laughs> his son and maybe an elf
1: but like an angel is very confusing at the end
2: but yeah he says, thanks pop like it after... <laughs> means a lot that you noticed yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the movie we we went through the whole thing yeah it's i a-
1: hate when we do episodes like this because it's like if people watched the movie i'll
2: trim it down
1: i know but it's still like they're just gonna listen to us tell the movie <laughs> it's like the the night before the audiobook but bad <laughs> by the weekly watch there,
2: there's group. some good comments we have in there. I I'll, so. tr- I'll trim it and it'll be good Any popcorns that you guys need to bring up before we go into quotes? I just I I totally forgot to bring up that Miley Cyrus uh, does ad libs for Ethan's proposal. She goes like, "He's ready to commit." Yeah, because he says
1: he's ready to commit like a wrecking ball, (laughs) which doesn't make sense, but he says it, and I love that. And then she she sings it. No, he says sorry. No, it does make sense because he says I'm ready to commit. Hard, like a wrecking ball, <laughs> like that's the hardness of which he's gonna commit, I think that so it does make sense.
2: That's funny. quotes that we missed
1: I mean, I have my favorite quote, which is actually not one that I said already. Go ahead, so my favorite quote is uh another James Franco line, and it's when he's flirting with uh Isaac in front of Sarah. And he says, uh, like, um, Isaac's talking about how he's been with two dudes all night, running all over the place. uh, And I don't really understand. I can't follow the conversation that well. But James Franco's like, yo, is that a challenge? And he's (laughs) like, I don't know, maybe. And then James Franco says, yo, I don't know who I'm going to start with, but I know who I'm going to end with. And, like, turns towards, like, Seth Rogen with, like, a sexy face. And uh, I I lost it. I just like, it, it's the whole scene, but just that line is such a ridiculous statement. Um,
2: but yeah, I appreciated all of their flirting. And then uh, Sarah ends up with, with James, too. Yes. That resolves. She he says, I'm pretty sure you're gay. And he says, not tonight. Or something like that. Shanley, <laughs> favorite quotes?
0: I maybe? didn't get... I don't think I got any quotes down and I feel like this movie had so many good quotes that like just I couldn't keep writing them down. So, I, uh...
2: so I'll do the honors and read a line that I think that we're all going to.
0: I just realized that it is too. <laughs> okay.
2: So this is pretty much in the opening of the movie. We're in the narrator, who is extremely easily identifiably Tracy Morgan yeah. <laughs> from the opening of the movie, he says, it begins before Christmas 2001, when a boy named Ethan became an orphan. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> and that's like one of the opening lines of the movie. And when that line hit, I was like, I'm oh, in. This movie's going to be amazing.
0: I think we all just burst out laughing. Yeah. We're just like, yeah. Yes,
2: or fun. <laughs>
1: this was hilarious.
2: <laughs> it doesn't even rhyme more with with two thousand and one the way he says it. Or fun one,
1: it does. Or
3: fun.
0: <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like the way it's like delivered. I like it. I, it's I so funny. It was
1: right before Christmas two thousand and one when a young man named Ethan. Became an Orphan. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a beautiful line. I oh, loved that. It was my favorite line of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I liked it a lot. I can't believe I forgot that that was it. And I heard you saying it earlier, and I still was, like, not aware till ha- way too late in this podcast what you were going to pick.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was great.
1: It was a very good movie. Um I'm, I'm glad
2: we watched it. it I
1: good. would definitely recommend that everyone who hasn't seen this because it got negative hype, give it a try.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I we we milked this quite a bit, but it's it's got a, a good spirit to it and a good message to it. It's not just a just a ridiculous movie. And there it is ridiculous in a lot of ways, but the the heart of it is pretty beautiful. Uh rankings. Jimmy, do you have your rankings ready?
1: I don't know when this happened. I thought The Wild Wild West was my number 1, but I just looked and Ghost Rider was still at number 1 on my rankings. Hmm. I don't know if that's just because I'm stubborn, stubborn. and I left it there or if that's the truth because I know we did rewatch both Ghost Riders not too long ago. Hmm. And I was pleasantly surprised at how much I liked Ghost Rider. Uh, But it's definitely not number one. Um, My new number one is The Night
2: Before. Really? That's cool. number
1: one. I mean, I just, I had a great time. I can't think of a single reason why I wouldn't watch this again. I think it's better than Wild Wild West. I think that, again, like, you mentioned this last week and I didn't really feel it, but it's hard with especially like, I think Halloween movies don't feel as weird to watch out of season. Yeah. Because like, you can watch a scary movie anytime. Right. Christmas movies feel pretty specific. So, in terms of like, if the rankings are how likely I am to recommend the movie or to like put on the movie on a movie night. I'd say probably in like April it's going to be a lot less likely that I watch the night before, you know. Right. But overall how much I want to watch the movie again, if that's how I take it, like my enthusiasm to rewatch the film the night before is probably number 1. I mean it is currently number 1 for sure. Yeah, I don't know. That might change throughout the year.
2: Right. And it's such an easy watch too. Yeah you it's not an investment by any means. It's just a, it's a good feel good and a a good laugh. I
1: wouldn't recommend that people watch it two days in a row. Like I did. Um, but I liked it watching it two days in a row. It was not difficult and I didn't have like, I didn't have to force myself to keep watching or paying attention. Sure. But definitely like, I wouldn't be shocked if we put this on again, if this goes up for free between now and Christmas or if we find a DVD of it somewhere yeah I wouldn't be shocked if like in two weeks we're like hey let's watch the night before again
2: yeah Shanley your rankings
0: yeah um I really like this movie I was pleasantly surprised I think it is also number one for me I was debating putting it number two just because thinking of the seasonality of it Mm -hmm. but I think I agree like you said It's super easy to watch. Um, I feel like I like Wild Wild West, but there are parts of it that I feel like kind of just drag a little bit. And I feel like I didn't have that with this movie. Like, every part of it was good and kind of flowed into the next part.
2: Is your number two Ghost Rider or Wild Wild West?
1: I changed it today. My top three is The Night Before, then Wild Wild
2: West, then Ghost Rider. And then your top three, Shanley?
0: Right now, it's The Night Before, Wild Wild West, jingle all the way which i think honestly i think if i had to um step up like i enjoyed jingle all the way a lot but thinking of the seasonality of it i'm pretty sure that's gonna fall where i feel like the night before even though it is like a seasonal movie i still enjoyed it enough to where i think it can stay top three
2: yeah okay neat uh for me Mine has actually moved up my list while we've been talking about it. Originally, I put it on number three above Jingle All The Way. And then I put it on number two above Road Warrior. But I'm going to throw it at number one, too, above Wild Wild West. So my top three are Night Before, Wild Wild West, and then Mad Max to Road Warrior. So, yeah. One, one's across the board.
1: Nice. Woo. Different kind of ranking question, but we sort of did this for... Halloween ones, we all have the night before higher than Jingle all the way on our weekly watch wheel rankings, yeah, but do you think that you are more likely to rewatch the night before every year than Jingle all the way every year like are are either of them a guaranteed watch every holiday season, and if so, is one of them more likely to be watched next year?
2: I would be happy to watch I think I'll likely watch these every year depending on accessibility. Mm. Like cuz Jingle All the Way will be on Disney Plus until the world burns. Okay. <laughs> right. Sure. But if 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 I can get acts, I'll, I wouldn't be surprised if this year or next year I buy the night before so I can watch it every year. I really liked it. Jamie? Yeah, um I
0: think like Something that comes to mind is, like, just, like... I think I could throw any of these movies on just while I'm doing laundry and, like, making dinner, or doing dishes, like, whatever. I feel like during the holiday season, just throwing on whatever holiday movie, like, is... I can see doing that. I think, like, if there's kids here or whatever, I can see just Jingle All The Way being a safer option, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, I, I can see watching both of them. I, don't, I wouldn't say it's a guarantee, but... I am not opposed to watching both of those movies every year.
1: So, for me, the only reason that I'm hesitant to agree with you guys is Jingle All the Way is like a a family movie and it's about Christmas. Like, it's a Christmas present and it's, like, dependent on it being Christmas, you know? Yeah. It's about dads trying to provide something for their sons on Christmas and it's like kids can enjoy it just as much as adults. And so I feel like there is a level of accessibility that like that movie has that this doesn't. Yeah. And I feel like this is more like home alone where it doesn't even necessarily have to be a Christmas movie. Yeah. Like it is. And there's elements of Christmas represented in it, but it's not like, as much of a Christmas movie I think as some other ones I don't know I'm excited to see long term how yeah. this shakes out yeah because like, I would definitely watch Home Alone any time of year and not be like oh no that's for Christmas time
2: yeah I, that I that was my experience growing up but oddly enough it didn't strike me as a Christmas movie until like way later on yeah and I would watch it year round yeah
1: alright cool
0: <laughs> woo you excited i am but i'm already feeling sad
1: that's what christmas
2: does like it's over already
0: yeah
2: you
1: know it feels like christmas just got here
2: well shanley you're gonna get to do the honors though
0: i am
1: has the jingle wheel changed or just me <laughs>
2: jingle wheel jingle wheel
0: uh. all right <laughs> the first no wheel all right <laughs> I'm like actually like nervous about this one. Okay, ready, guys?
1: I'm just ready. think of a movie that you want to watch,
2: and then or a,
1: a category, and then just say that's what it's fun to.
0: Okay. Brokeback Mountain. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all male, all nude.
0: Festivus for the rest of us. Ooh,
2: huh. so not. Christmas movies isn't that what that it means? Festivus for the rest of us means is that it's a different holiday. Does it? Yeah. I thought that's what it meant. This this is your category, Jimmy. You I
1: thought it. Festivus for the rest of us meant, and that is what it is. But when you first said it, I thought it was. That like everyone else gets to pick movies and you don't. <laughs> it's for the rest of us. Yeah, that's rude. Funny. <laughs> we get to come up with cat like with movies and you choose from them. It's for the rest of us, but that's probably not what it was. I think it is
2: non Christmas movies. So that's tricky. I think that sucks. I think it's a small. It's a that's small a, category.
0: A real bummer. The closer we get to Christmas. I mean,
1: like look,
2: I last week you guys had me respin.
1: I don't want to spoil it, but like who can think of one that isn't eight crazy nights? Snow day? Sorta? I mean, that's just a winter movie. I know. It's not even a holiday.
2: <laughs> I I I vote respins.
0: Yeah, I really I don't
2: know. I I was sort of thinking while I was driving today that maybe when we have our holiday specials, we should give the spinner like Two spins or something like that, rather, so it doesn't feel like cheating. That it's like that's the expectation. That's like you can you can respin if you want to. I'm cool with you respinning, Shanley.
1: I'd be more okay with it if we just made that agreement to each other and didn't broadcast it. I feel like we should just act like it was one spin because it's movie magic. <laughs> this is I put
2: both spins in last episode. This isn't
1: the honesty cast. This is. The weekly watch wheels.
0: Well, I I do feel like because I've been the one that broke the sanity of the wheel the most, I I feel like I don't want to just keep doing that. It's a bunk
2: category.
1: What are you going to do other than like with the Olaf holiday special? (laughs) Yeah. What are we going to do here? The Christmas or the Star Wars Christmas special?
2: Or the... Find that online. It's about Life Day. For the Trolls holiday special, it's not technically about Christmas.
1: An office Christmas party in the trailer. They say that they're doing a non-denominational holiday party. Kind of vote mm-hmm. respin. I'm a hundred percent on board for that. Hey, that go ahead, Jeremy. Right, let's got do it.
0: this. All right, something better. unknown christmas movie
2: so this is a movie that none of us have seen or never heard of is it none of us
1: or is it the spinner
2: spinner i guess okay so this is this is like unknown disney movie but this was, but the christmas version of that so when we spun unknown disney movie we watched song of the south okay so it it wasn't necessarily one we'd never heard of so here's what i think realm. we
1: should do I think that this is the category, but I think that Matt and I come up with one movie that we haven't seen. Shanley, you come up with three movies that you haven't seen that are Christmas movies. And then I think you genuinely choose from those five what movie you want to watch. Okay. Mm. So I don't, it's okay if we don't do that, but I think that's the best option for it. Because number one... It gives us a chance that if we pick a movie that she maybe has seen, but that she really wants to watch, mm-hmm. that it still it falls within the technical applications of this list, and we get to watch a fun movie. Okay. And also, it increases the odds that one of us will just get our movie picked, mm. in general, which doesn't happen very often.
2: All right. Um, That's a better category.
1: Yeah, I like it. I feel like this is fun because, I don't know, but I would guess that there's not a ton of Christmas movies that you've watched, right?
0: Not really, no. I I, I actually feel like there's a lot of opportunity here as, you know, like, doing research.
1: Yeah, and this sounds like a great way to end mm -hmm. the wheel. Like, which by the way, just while we're on, huh?
0: With something random?
1: Yeah, with something that's like we can actually talk about. You know, instead of some movie that we all watch already. Every year, yeah. Um, something new. All right, cool. So we got Unknown Christmas movie.
2: Yep. So uh, we'll do that next week, Shanley. You, you get to close it out with a nice good choice. How are you feeling about this?
0: I'm feeling good, guys. I'm excited.
2: Me too. Me too. Well, then we will say goodbye for now, but we'll catch everyone Next week on movie night right here on whatever this thing is called. Where wow. we'll, we'll watch an unknown, unknown Christmas, Christmas movie. movie. <laughs> Did you say movie movie? Yeah. That's good. <laughs> all right, cool. I'm excited. See you guys. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, 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 Merry Wilmas to all. And to all a good morning, morning. Oh, yeah it is yeah. alright bye. bye thanks everybody for listening to the weekly watch wheel if you had as good of a time as we did be sure to subscribe tell a friend about us and maybe even leave us a review hit us up on twitter at WKLY watch Wheel or via email at weeklywatchwheel at com. love ya it's the weekly watch
3: wheel